Ready to go. Look at your shirt. Hey, what's up, man? <laughs> Bam, we're live. Uh, we send those to Australia? Yeah. I got I got your CEO one. Got this one. Yeah. Wow. Oh, awesome. Wow. I had I had no I had no idea. The shipping must be crazy. I'm looking I'm looking at your um the town right now. You're in Braxton, uh New South Wales. Yeah, that's right. Brankston. 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 Braxton. Technically in East Brankston, but yeah. Brankston. Small little town inland from like Newcastle is our biggest like city that people might know. Uh, 2016 cens- census, 1991 people in Brankston. Yeah. 87.2% of them are serial killers. Wow. <laughs> no, 87.2% of people were born in Australia. 93.5% of the people spoke only English at home. 34% yeah. are Catholic. Why was our, Oh, we're early. I was hey. scared. <laughs> numbers climbing. Hey, uh, Jacob, is it um, is it surrounded by a big? T- are you are you the biggest town in the area? Or? Uh not really. So we're pretty central to three uh, medium sized towns. I guess you got like Singleton, which is twenty minutes away. Um, how many people? How many people there? Oh shit! I'd say like fifty thousand, maybe. Okay, so that's uh, the big city. Yeah. Oh, and then that's twenty minutes away. Twenty minutes away is uh, Cessnock, which is about seventy thousand, and then another half an hour, twenty minutes away is uh, Maitland, which is a bit bigger again. I think it's like a hundred thousand. Do Do you see cows every day? Like you live in that kind of. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like if you so go to the I store, do you out, see a cow somewhere? If I walk out my front door, I can see <laughs> horses. Oh, shit. Wow. And so, and you hear all those sounds like chickens and roosters and. <laughs> Yeah, so like um, we we don't live in like the acreage part. Uh-huh. <laughs> we don't live in the acreage part of Brankston, but the blocks are still pretty big. So heaps of people have chickens and all that. Like acre blocks, so people have chickens. People have. There's a house I walk past every day that has llamas in their front front yard. Are you born? Are you born and raised there? No, no, not at all. Um, I, oh, I was born uh, four or five hours south of here, another smallish town named Nara. Uh, it's like south of Sydney, um, but born there, but lived all over Australia. Yeah, and and, and always in Australia. Uh no, I lived in the Middle East for five years when I was young. When you were in the military? When you were in the military? No, no, no. When I was uh, like eight to thirteen. Was your dad an engineer? Uh yeah, he ended up being an engineer. Yeah. Um, see, see that, Susa. See that, Susa. <laughs> You're like a, you're getting psychic now with your questions. Those, those fuckers <laughs> import engineers like they just need to. They're just building shit over there, so they're just like, oh, yeah. J- Jake's dad's an engineer. We'll we'll just bring him over here. <laughs> yeah, he worked in like oil and gas, so he yeah. Wow, and uh, and, and and it was just uh, so you went there at eight to thirteen. Yeah. Wow, that's a huge chunk of your. That's a formidable part of your life. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. It uh. Yeah, probably helped shape me a lot. Um, Where in the I Middle East? People, like I'm terrible at ball sports and I always tell people like those those years of your life, I guess, is when you really get into like a team ball sport like AFL in Australia or rugby are the main ones here. 
and I was in the Middle East where they all played soccer. And coming from Australia, I was like, that's gay. <laughs> never got into it. <laughs> oh, South America is now offended. Um, how, how, how old are you? Um, 30. 30. And you got a, and you got a baby. I do. Seven month old. And you got a wife. I do. And you got a CrossFit gym. Yeah, I do. CrossFit one one five. CrossFit one five. And are you the uh, sole owner? Yeah. Yeah. That's right. And, and how long have you owned it? Uh, we've been open eighteen months, so we're very very new. Are there any other? Um, uh, CrossFit gyms in your town? Uh, not in my town, no. So the closest is probably 20 minutes away. But like right in the middle of three that are all about 20 minutes away. And um, how long did you live there before you opened the gym? Four years. Four years. Okay. And, and I, uh, uh, well, I got out of the army and had no idea what to do with my life. Um, and so – uh, my wife's dad gave me a job as a pl- uh, as a plumbing apprentice. So I did my apprenticeship, became a plumber, and was just not enjoying it. I didn't, I didn't mind the job, but it just wasn't like a passion, you know. And when you're working for someone who plumbing is their passion and you're just like wanting to go to the gym, you know, we don't, didn't really get along as well as we could have. Hey, wasn't um, wasn't Ricky's dad a plumber or an electrician? Uh, I don't know. Someone we interviewed. Someone we interviewed. I know Hiller's dad is an electrician. That's not what you're thinking of, is it? No, someone's dad was that. Someone's dad was like an electrician and they were a plumber. Shit, I know it's someone in Australia too. Maybe someone in the comments will say it. Does he drink Foster's? Jeff, take your racist ass back <laughs> to where you came from. No one drinks Foster's. Yeah, I, we, no we, we, we know that. Yeah, yeah. And look at look, this guy's just hammering you. Thank you for giving us Outback. They don't even. Have, damn it, Jeff. Jeff Spicoli, yeah, Spicoli's definitely Australian for sure. For sure. Jeff idea. Spicoli from Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Do you know that movie? No. Can you bring up a small clip of that for? Uh, uh, it was. It was a. It, you weren't even born when that movie came out, and Sean Penn played this guy. His name was Spicoli. Um, but before we dig in, um, Jake, I can't. I was thinking just now. I don't think I've ever asked. I've always wanted to ask the affiliate owners that I've had on this question, but I always think I forget to ask it. So I'm going to ask in the beginning. What would you say to someone who is, let's say, one of your members or one of your friends? Let's say, let's say, one of your friends in another city. Okay, here we go. Oh, can you actually play something? Did you I recognize can. him now, Jake? <laughs> no. I reckon I was the actor, but no, not at all. I hey. can try to play something. They're kind of longer. Let me see if I could dig yourself. Are, are you on a, a computer? <gasps> yeah. That's amazing. How is it that we have dudes who are in towns with 3 million people and they're still doing podcasts on their phone? This guy fucking lives next door to a llama and he's actually got a computer screen. What the fuck is wrong with the world? In their cars and shit. I know. <laughs> Well, I, I appreciate you having being sophisticated enough yes, having a computer. Do. Most thirty year olds think it's like it's too much, too much horsepower <laughs> for them. What would you What would you say to one of your friends in, in a town um, who wanted to open a gym? If he's like, "Dude, I really want to open a gym. I want to open a CrossFit gym." What would be the first thing you'd say to him? Is there any other gyms in your town? <laughs> so, um, like our town. Okay, okay and I'll answer that. Uh, yeah, there's one twenty. There's three, and they're all about twenty minutes away from this one spot that I found that I want to open a gym. 
Uh, yeah, go for it. Start small. Don't um, overreach. What does that mean? Oh, like, I mean, I had to, oh, well, I didn't personally. My wife kind of reined me back in when I was setting up the gym. But you want to, like, so gyms I've trained at, you're talking 15 to 30 people in a class, and that's your vision of CrossFit gym, right? Um, and so setting up a CrossFit gym in a small town, I'm like, yeah, I want to set up CrossFit gym, big facility, 15, 30 people in a class. That'd be awesome. But um, <laughs> the wife was like, oh, let's, let's start small. And um, I'm glad we did because, like, I'd have classes with one person in it most days, every day for, like, the first six, eight months. So if I um, overreached with, I don't know, renting a facility or pumping heaps of money into it, you'd be, yeah, you wouldn't last long, <laughs> most likely. And, and did you have a space when you op- when you first started or did you just use your house? Uh, just my house. So I'm on, like, a quarter acre. Yeah, quarter acre. We've got like a 12 by 7 metre shed, which like I'm not like a shed using man, you know, like I don't have stuff in there. So I was like, perfect. It was like empty, my home gym already. So I just said that, that, that That's 40 by 20. Oh, yeah. Okay. Here, let's see. Let's play. This, so this, is, this is just going to be a short one that kind of sums it up here. Here we go. Good job, Sousa. Good work. Oh, you guys had shirts on when you came in here. Something happened to him, man. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you gotta see that movie. I might watch that tonight. Uh, What's that movie called? I'm gonna write it Fast down. Times at Ridgemont High, and there's nudity in it, and I that it, and it's good. It's good nudity. It's fun. I watch it straight after this. 100%. Yeah, it is so. It is so ridiculous. And 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 then you should find Jeff and kick his ass. The guy who said, "Did you guys give us spicoli?" Because he has like two brain cells. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. Um, you so 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 tell me that to tell tell me that that origin story about opening opening your gym. So because that's the way you know. I almost ended up opening a gym. I was I was always training at a park, and then people were like, "Hey, what are you training for?" I'm like, "Nothing. This is CrossFit." And they're like, "Can I try?" And then I'm like, "Yeah, of course." And then there's three of us every Saturday or every day actually at sunset. And then there's four, and then there's five, and then there's ten, and then there's two people who are I heard on accident. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So like I was plumbing and. Every day I'd be looking at the clock like, oh, so it's 45 minutes from this job to the gym. If I leave by this time, I'll be able to get there for the five class. Sweet. And I'm just trying to get to the gym every day. And um, a, a CrossFit gym. A CrossFit gym, yeah. CrossFit yeah. Maitland. Um, CrossFit what? Maitland. Ma- Maitland? Yeah, M-A-I-T-L-A-N-D. Okay. Um, yeah, and I was just trying to get to the gym. And, like my plumbing was obviously suffering for it. <laughs> and I was just, you know making fuck-ups at work when I was plumbing and just not really my thing. And I thought to myself, like, what am I doing in my spare time? Oh, I was coaching at that CrossFit gym as well, like here and there. I was like, what am I doing in my spare time? I go to the gym. Like, can you get paid for that? Yeah. Am I good at it? Yeah. I'm okay. I was like, I'm just going to open a gym. <laughs> and, um, like, I'd always fantasized about opening a gym. Like, since I started CrossFit, I started it in CrossFit Perth in, like, 2011 or 12. Um, and yeah, I always wanted to open a gym. Like I've watched there's a YouTube video. It's got like 10 videos or so. They're like old as shit. And I don't know, they probably have like a hundred views or something, but it's some CrossFit owner 
going through how to like set up a gym and like just going the play by play like this is how he did it and how he grew and I, I'd watched them like years and years ago and always like fantasized about it and then I was like well it's a it's a possibility I might as well do it yeah and that was that and did, was there a crossover so so and so then when you say you opened it you have a 40 by 20 yeah, foot so, shed on your property yeah so I um so I was still plumbing and everything, everything I had, all the research I'd done to people that had done the shift, like from a full-time job to opening a gym, say like grow the gym in your spare time until it's big enough that it's paying you your wage kind of thing and then <laughs> make the switch. And I was like, yeah, easy, right? But that just was not working. I was coaching. coaching. I had a few PT clients. I, I was like going to some people's houses to do PT at their house and, uh, and it was mainly PTs and I'm like, you're never going to grow a CrossFit gym if you can't offer like what four classes a day minimum mm-hmm. and people choose when they come. Like I'm not going to be, oh, yeah, Mondays, Thursdays at five I have a class and that's it. Like, I just thought i got to go all in. So I quit my plumbing job. My wife had uh, just finished studying at uni to be a teacher and she just got her f- first full-time job as a teacher. And so we kind of did this like dynamic shift of like now she was the she was earning enough to support us. And so I was able to start the gym, start offering classes. We had plenty of classes with like zero people rock up for like uh, months and months and months. I'd have like I might have one class with one person on a day. Yep, yep. Sweet, awesome. You, re- you remember that that you you went through that too, Susa? A little bit. Mine was slightly different because I purchased an existing CrossFit CrossFit gym. But as we expanded out the schedule and as the ownership shifted and stuff like that, yeah, I remember the days. One person, two people, nobody. You got to cultivate those early members too. That's your bread and butter right there. Yeah. And like, um, so our, like it's on our property at the back and my our bedroom window looked out to like our driveway that goes up to the back. So like 7 a.m., uh, we're in residential, so we can't have early classes, but like 7 a.m. would come around, like quarter to seven, I'd kind of wake up and sit on the end of my bed and just look out the window, <laughs> ready to like lightning fast, get dressed, and like, oh, fuck, Karina's here, clothes on, out to the gym, let's do this. <laughs> and would you be pumped when you'd see people? You'd be like, yes. Yeah, I'd be like, let's go. <laughs> let's do some CrossFit. And, um, and, and how many members now? Uh, 43. Wow, in in a town of nineteen hundred people, and are you still on the on your property? Yeah, yeah, still are. We actually just added like a put a slab out the side of the shed and added like a little outdoor area with a rig, uh, just more space. Uh, it, it it reminds me of um, Tanya Wagner's old gym. I remember when we visited her gym. She had like a her gym was on her property of her house too. She had a barn. Oh, that's your outdoor area. Yeah, yeah. Just oh, that's added. nice. It is. Nice hey, is that your neighbors adjacent to you, Jake? <laughs> yeah, they just finished building that house. They like, <laughs> oh no, you're fucked, dude. They built up high and they like look straight into our backyard. <laughs> Everybody doing um, rope climbs, waving at them. No, yeah, that's what I said enough. Are like. they are they gonna are they gonna mess with you and say you're not zoned for that? Nah. So um, <laughs> the dude next door, she signed up this morning. <laughs> oh wow, perfect. Yeah. so good. Wow, <laughs> and we've had. And he he he's done CrossFit before, and he comes in. He's like, "Yeah, sweet, I've done CrossFit before." I'm like, oh, "On the lotto, mate. <laughs> Moved in next to a CrossFit gym." Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. That is awesome. Um, they have they sell these. Um, you've probably seen them like uh junipers. 
the, the rich people have like all over like Beverly Hills and Los Angeles. They're super fast growing. They can grow like anywhere from a like six feet a year. They're like torpedoes. And yeah. they'll grow like 30 feet in the air. You know what I mean? And they're, they're pretty awesome. You could plant a row of those between you and that guy. And it, and it would be, it would be nice. I mean, it would be a nice. Yeah. He's What's got it? like his fence still hasn't gone up yet. Cause it's a brand new house, but I'm waiting for that fence to go up and be like, okay, What's the situation? Like how much can they actually see into our yard? Because mm-hmm. we've got these big double doors across the back of our house and like they just look straight down into our house. What's the um what's the weather like, like I walk around naked all the time, so I'm like <laughs> my, my wife is like, you know you're gonna have to stop doing that. I'm like not eh? Yeah. Somewhere else. <laughs> have any of your members ever come over and seen you naked? Like, oh shit. <laughs> no, but um like, have they seen your wife naked? <laughs> no. oh. Open gym is a different experience over there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we just, that outdoor area, we just, it's a new like access way to come into the gym. So we subdivided our, our land. And so there's a big concrete driveway going up that side. And so now we can walk along the driveway straight onto the mats and you're in the gym. But we used to have to walk up the opposite side of the house, which is just along the grass and down the side of a house. And, um, like, we got two main windows that look into our living area, like, right where people walk in. Do you <laughs> own that place? Hey? Do you own the place? Uh, yeah. Well, the bank owns most of it, but, yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. That's awesome, though. But, you, but you're working to own it. Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, funny story with the house, actually. We um, When we moved in here, it was, like, an absolute shitbox. Like, it's a completely different house now. And after... Um, so we have like the old and dilapidated and shit, like the floors and just disgusting, gross carpets, rats, the whole shebang. Uh, well, so put it this way when we found out Rachel was pregnant, we always planned to renovate. When we found out Rachel was pregnant, it was like, oh, we got to do the house, like, we can't bring a baby into this house. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah, it, the house is actually old. It's like it was originally built when we renovated, we we're pulling newspaper off the walls, um, with. We found some dates saying 1910. So, okay. Oh, wow. How many how many bathrooms does it have? It used to have one. Okay. There's one bathroom with like a, a pink cast iron um, bath. The toilet was like originally an outhouse, but they had done some extensions to like a hole in the ground. Include that in the house. <laughs> and so like we'd been open for not long. Mar- but March we opened and then around June, whatever that lines up, um, we found out Rachel was pregnant. We're like, oh, we're doing the house. And we moved out of the house to live with friends um, who are members at the gym and um, just renovated the house, full back to frame, knocked the back half off, um, like fully redid the house. So it's pretty much a new house now, which is awesome. Yeah. Do the members use that one bathroom? So like if I'm working out at the gym there, do I have to like go through your Great living question. room and like Great use question. the bathroom? Nah. So um, I, so being a plumber, I I put oh. a bathroom into the shed, yeah. Nice. Ooh. Okay, Ooh. so they have their own bathroom. They go mess Not up to code, there. but whatever. <laughs> hey, <laughs> is it is there a good fan in there? Like if someone – it's a small shed. If someone takes a deuce, does everyone know or you got a good strong <laughs> – There's like one of those little like on the wall sucks the air out a little bit fans. It's close yeah. to <laughs> Wow. Um, so th- that's pretty fascinating. Do you expect – what what did you think the capacity was when you opened there? Yeah, so when we that sounds uh, Matt, that sounds like a shit ton of people for that spot. Mm-hmm. It's not too bad at the moment. 
so we cap our classes at six um, just for space um, and we're set up with like three rows, three bikes, enough barbells for six people um, and I'm not going to change that. Um, and so four classes a day, six people a class, uh, one class on a Saturday. We think around 50, maybe 60 members would be like, okay, this is getting a bit loose, uh, people not being able to book in and whatnot. So mm-hmm. just going to face that challenge when it comes. Yeah, why, why, did you, why did you join the Army? Oh, it was that was just like my like the whole like no plan B, right? So I've had no plan B with everything that I go into. So like joining the army, that was my my trajectory for life from birth. <laughs> like my my dad was in the army for like thirty seven years. My stepdad was in the army. Wow! I got a step brother in the army. I got what two brothers in the army, two sisters in the army, stepmom in the army. Yeah, we're army family. Wow. Hmm. And you knew how, from how old were you when you knew? Oh, oh man, young. As soon as I was running around playing make believe, I was always make believe guns. You know. So, like, how some kids are like, man, I can't wait to go to college and get married and take out a thirty-year loan and fucking work my ass off being a fucking executive at Target. You were like, I'm going to ar- the army. Hundred percent. So, like, and, and how about your wife's family? How about your wife's family? Are they army people? No. no. How about your kid? Is your kid going to be an army person? <laughs> if my wife has anything to say, she would probably say, hopefully not. Okay, understood. I would, say, okay. I would say, like, it's a good experience, but if he wants to, he wants to, whatever. Right. Okay. Uh, sorry, you were about to tell a story, an army story. Uh, yeah, so, like, the youngest you can join the army in Australia is 17, um, but you can start the paperwork from when you're 16 and a half. Right. And that's when I, like, I called <laughs> them on 16 and six months. I called... You can buy a box of condoms at 17, but you can't use them till you're 18. Like, <laughs> they just keep them at the store. I had my dad gave me condoms when, when I was, I don't know how old I was. When when fuck, when I was probably in the seventh grade. I didn't use them until I was 18. <laughs> Hopefully I got some new ones. Okay, sorry, go on. Okay, so you started just started the paperwork at 16. Yeah. Uh at 16 and 16, six months, started the paperwork, signed the dotted line at 17. Um, the army was full at the time, like the regular army. Our army is tiny, by the way. So um, we have two divisions, one div and two div. First division is full-time army. Second division is army reserves, kind of like your National Guard, I think, is similar, um, whereas you guys have like fucking 100 divisions or some shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and neither of our divisions are full. And How so- many in the Australian army? In 2019, there were 59,000 people. Yeah, so like that's kind of big for dudes who are stuck on an island. The statistic is our whole army could fit in uh, the MCG, which is like the Melbourne Cricket Ground. Okay, so our whole army could fit in one stadium. Yeah, it's not that big. (laughs) Not that big. Better keep them dispersed, otherwise. For for active and uh, for the active and the reserves, the total is eighty five thousand. So I joined as as a reserve at the start because the regular infantry was full. Okay. And they were like, well, you can go in as a cook or a truck driver. And I was like, nah, it's not happening. So I joined reserves as infantry um, and then started my application to go full time. And that took about four years until I got to deploy as a reservist. And then while you're deployed, you're on a full time contract for that period. And then it's not like a division transfer, it's just a unit transfer, technically. And so I was able to 
just get my way into full time army. Yeah. Um, when you said you were uh, deployed, where did you deploy to? Uh, the Solomon Islands. Where's yeah. that? Uh, it's like, you know, you got Australia and you got like all the Southeast Asian countries above us. Yeah. Like those islands, like you got Papua New Guinea and the islands yeah. kind of trail off. And then you got New Zealand over here. Yeah. Uh, it's one of those like little trail of islands. And, and why did you deploy there? Was there a conflict there? Yeah. They, um, <laughs> so every time they have elections, they like burn down Chinatown and we have to go in and do sort of right control and stuff for them. Wow. But, um, yeah. So, is that a country, the Solomon Islands? Solomon Islands is the country, and we deploy to the main island uh, or the main city, Honiara, which is the uh, Guadalcanal. You might have heard it. Have you ever watched that TV show, The Pacific? It's kind of like by the same people as Band of Brothers. I haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. Army people would have seen it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's sick. Um, so that was all based on that island. So from World War II, there's a lot of like, um, yeah, they they – the Americans fucked the country over a little bit by, like, moving people around. So, I can't believe that. I can't believe that. <laughs> Does it sound like us at all? I refuse to believe that. <laughs> so, like, um, that main island, no one wanted to, like, build their infrastructure, so they went to other islands and got people to come to the main island and work. Um, but then when they left, they just left. And so there's all these people living on the main island who aren't part of the local tribes and are now like, well, this is our land, and all the local tribes are like, no, nah, it's not. And so they have conflict. And so we have, um, you you know, Dominican Republic and Haiti are like that too. Dominican Republic and Haiti are basically on, they're the same island. And uh, they took uh, like a a million Haitians to work in the Dominican Republic. And then, and then the jobs were gone and then the people were just stuck there. Yeah. No passports, no IDs, no fucking nothing. It's crazy. Lucky camera straps, $20. Got here late. Stoked to see an Aussie affiliate owner on the podcast. He's in uh, Lucky Camera Straps. Thank you. He's in a town with uh, llamas and shit. For, he can see from his front door and cows and chickens and roosters. And <laughs> do you have a dog? Ah, uh, yeah, I do. What kind of dog? He's uh, a pizza. So like lots of different breeds all in one. He's uh, like a mastiff mainly. And can he just go free? Dog. Can he just free? Is he free? Is, is your? Can he just go where he wants to go? Most of the time, when classes are on, he goes in his little um because he gets very excited and he weighs like 60 kilos so he'll bowl people over <laughs> so, um, yeah he goes in his little kennel area while classes are on um so so you're in the army and uh and, and is that where you're exposed to crossfit uh no oh well no i got exposed to crossfit from my brother who was in the army i was just before i had joined uh, I was oh, shit, that long ago, huh? Wow, okay. Yeah. My brother came home from the army and was like, he came home on like holidays at Christmas and he goes, oh, to be doing this thing called CrossFit. And I was like, okay, what is that? And um, we had like the rusty. Is this 2010 or 2009? Nah, this would have been 2013-ish. 13, okay. Typical army time, sleeping. <laughs> In the cage there. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he come home and he was like, oh, do, do you have a barbell? I was like, no. Well, we got this rusty thing, like, you know, the screw-on ends and just oh, rust yeah. like, lives outside. And he, I don't know, we would have put like fives on each side and he goes, oh, this is a thruster. Like you squat down and then you, and I was like, oh, yeah. And we did that in the backyard. And I was like, okay, okay. And so I searched CrossFit. CrossFit Perth came up. It was like five minutes from my house. 
And yeah, I did my did my fundamentals. I walked in on like the Monday, booked in for that afternoon to do my first one. Then I went Wednesday and Friday that same week. And my instructor, who's now seminar staff, he um he was like, oh, you should come tomorrow. Saturday workouts always like super Saturday. You'll love it. You're an army boy. We're doing this awesome workout. I rocked up and it was Murph. And I was like, <laughs> fuck. Wait, he didn't even warn you? He was just like, it's an awesome workout? He wasn't like, hey, dude, it's a fucking, it's going to be a beat down. <laughs> nah, he's like, you're army, mate. You'll love it. I was like, sweet, let's do this. <laughs> and um, yeah, just destroyed me. Wow. Uh, who's the, who is the guy, the seminar staff guy? Uh, Gav Crown. Gavin Crown. Gavin Crown. I wonder if I know who that is. Gavin Crown. And, and at that time, you you weren't in the army at that time, or you were? I was a reservist at that time. Yeah, you were a reservist. And I was, what still, were you I was still at school as a reservist. And what were you doing for training then? Before then, I was like, I don't know, going to the gym, lifting weights, um, I, the I back and buys thing. thing, chest and tries. That yeah, yeah, yeah. No idea what to do, so you pick a row of machines at the gym and just do all of them and then leave. Right. Um, <laughs> God, those were the good old days. Um, and then, and then running, I, I'd run like three, three days a week. Um, yeah, that's it. But I came from like, my family's big into swimming. So my whole family are swimmers. And so, um, I come from having at the peak of my swimming when I was probably like 15, I was swimming 12 sessions a week, like the two hour morning session, the two hour afternoon session and a Saturday session. And so like, I wasn't. I had fitness experience, but not anything like CrossFit or lifting weights or any of that. But that's crazy. You knew how to grind. You were you were in a different level oh, yeah. than most people. That's at twelve sessions a week at, at fifteen. Oh, yeah. Pretty average. yeah. <laughs> Say that again. I was a pretty average swimmer. <laughs> I wasn't. Yeah. Which, which um, kind of makes it even gnarlier, right? If you're not good and you're still doing it, it's like if you're not great and and you're still putting in twelve sessions a, a week, that's gnarly. It's it's a lonely sport. Spent a lot of time just staring at the line on the bottom of the pool. <laughs> Did you have um, ever um, aspirations to be a games athlete? No, oh, not games, but like, you know, I've gone through phases of being like, yeah, let's be competitive and really push this. And then realized, you know, there's like levels to this genetics thing. <laughs> uh, and like, so I, I would. A few years back, I was like, yeah, let's really push and see how fit I can get. And I started doing stupid amount of training and I'd train for three weeks and then just die and need a week off and then train for three weeks and then die and need a week off. And I, I just can't handle the amount of volume that, you know, games athletes do. I guess maybe if I started 10 years ago and had a much lower trajectory, maybe, mm. but yeah. Um, what What... I know you said you were you were plumbing and it wasn't the passion of yours and you were loving the gym and you were like, hey, I could do this and get paid for something I love. And how and how that that was 18 months ago. So so you're and you're still pretty young, 30, especially considering like someone like me, I didn't I didn't even find CrossFit till I was 34, right? Mm. Has that um has your perception of what CrossFit is evolved? How old's your oldest client? Uh, Ian, he's 67. 60. And and would you would you know any 67-year-old? I mean, this has got to be the first time you've ever worked out or trained with someone who's 67, right? 
oh, I've trained with a guy who was 70 in Townsville at a CrossFit gym. Right. Uh, I'm sorry, but I mean, outside of CrossFit, if it wasn't for CrossFit, oh, you, yeah, nah. none of oh, us would even fucking talk to anyone who was fucking 50. Yeah, Fuck nah. those guys. You got that random <laughs> dude at like a uh, weekend triathlon who's like just old as. Like, right. <laughs> and so, so, so when you're now that you're around those, has your perception changed? As a from eighteen months ago or thirty six, has what's the evolution been of your perception of what CrossFit is? Oh, one hundred percent. And I think CrossFit's changed a little bit, uh, a lot since I started in like twenty eleven, twelve. Um, back when I started, it was like army and police and fireys, and it was like, yeah, we're hardcore because we do CrossFit kind of thing. And like, like on a day where there's running and it's raining, you would have more people rock up because they're like, fuck yeah. We run around, you know. Um, and I guess as it's expanded to being open to more people, which is awesome, uh, you get people coming in the doors that isn't like they don't know that side of CrossFit, so they're there to be like, it's a gym, right? Like we do gym things. They don't know, they don't know anything about CrossFit, and so <laughs> it's gone away from that a lot. I think over the time that I've been doing CrossFit, and then opening the gym was like a massive change for me. Um, so like the gym I used to train at, I want to say competitive gym, but it's not like there was any crazy athletes there, but everyone was very like chasing the leaderboard, like watching reps, calling no rep from the other side of the room, mm-hmm. uh, that kind of thing, which is cool. Like, that, um, I love that gym for like two or three years, but then opening my own gym and you got like old people that, or even people, not even that old, but they're new to training. They, like they're new to walking around the block, let alone coming into a CrossFit gym. What was the, What did you say? What about going around the block? They're new to going around oh, the block, you okay. know, like let alone coming into a CrossFit you know, people gym. people like who are de- de- couch potatoes and who are on the verge of decrepitude who come into your gym. Yeah, yeah. Or just people that you wouldn't even look at and think, oh, you're like unhealthy and overweight. Yeah, they're a little bit overweight, but you get them in the gym and they can't touch their knee to the ground when they do a lunch and you're like, mm-hmm. fuck Okay. Um, you didn't know rep so, them, did you? <laughs> no way. Get that fucking thing. But, yeah, so, like, from as a business owner, like, as a coach at that old gym, I would be like, no, 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 we've got to get that knee to the ground, you know, like, mm-hmm. don't count that rep. But as a business owner, I'm like, shit, they're not going to want to come back if I do that. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. And that's worst case. So, yeah, like, changing things up to be like, hey, I'm not going to know that people I'm going to coach. them. Yeah. yeah. And it's also nice too, because now you've extended it. You're like, Hey, in a, in a year, we're going to get your knee to the ground. And you're also thinking cool. Lifetime value of the customer just went up. Got them for yeah, a year. They're going to want to get that knee to the ground. Right. So yeah, you're thinking so that, of the long term. I, I, I did not have that mindset before I owned my own gym, you know, which I think is like, obviously a good change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's it's maybe changing for the wrong reasons. You're doing it to save the the co- the company economically, but really, it's it's a better way to help people too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a win win. Yeah, it's not like hey, sorry, you can't do the movements. You, you got to leave. It's like oh, cool, we're gonna work on this, and you're gonna keep paying me. Yeah, which like is crossing as well, and like scaling and getting people to this to like to an RX lunge, you know? Yeah. At 34, I find CrossFit and I I just want to get super duper fit. Like I really just want to be super duper fit. And I remember Tony being like, hey, you should compete in the women's division at the 2008 <laughs> games. And I'm like, yeah, I'll fucking do it. I'm going to do it. 
and I ended up making every second count, so I didn't do it. But I, I just wanted to get just so fucking fit. And 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 I didn't. I don't know if I had games aspirations, but in 2007, 2008, 2009, I could do all the games workouts. And then in 2010, I can't remember there was a workout in there, and I'm like, fuck, I can't even do that one. Mm. And that was like, what was it? <laughs> Amanda. I don't know. I'm just guessing. 135 <laughs> squat snatch and ring muscle ups. That was in 2010. I think so. It was a Friday night workout. Okay. I, I think that I probably um, could have figured that one out though. And I could have done it. I think there was something with a deadlift. Like I couldn't even do it. Like if I had three days There was something like I just could not do. Yeah. I couldn't pull it. Was there a deadlift in that game? Do you remember? I can't remember off the top of my head. No, might've been the 315 box jump. Cause I think that reached. Yeah. Maybe that was it. Maybe, maybe that was later, it. Yeah. Later. That may yeah. have been, Cause I think that was like my PR 315. So, um, <laughs> By then I'm 39. So when I think of you, Jake, and, and then and then it wasn't without from there, literally like years and years of Greg Glassman explaining to me, hey, we have the cure for the world's most vaccine problem. That it fucking finally hit me. I, I think of this um, Venn diagram. It's kind of what you were um you you were saying there's people who did cross it to be badasses, right? And there's that circle. And then there's this circle. There's people who um, do it for GPP because they know that this methodology will keep you safest in your line of work, whether you're a soldier, police officer, firefighter. If you need to grab a baby out of a burning building, you should be doing CrossFit and your, your chances of survival skyrocket. And then in the middle where those two crosses save your life, the badass and the for both of them, they're just getting healthier. Has that crept into you yet? I know you're still so young. Has it crept into you like, holy shit, I'm actually I'm, – I'm, I'm not just giving people pride because we can all wear CrossFit shirts because we can all do fucking 20 strict pull-ups. But has it crossed into you that, oh, my God, I'm fucking saving people's lives? Like, Mike, I, I – we are in a tsunami of fucking chronic disease. People are dying – all around us by the millions on the planet and you have the answer you have that pyramid nutrition and movement and you're like well hey come over here i'll save your life <laughs> and your generations to come like or, or, or are you too young to even go there yet yeah no like um i see it in members of the gym already like um we've got a member who like that couldn't touch the knee to the ground in the lunch and then eight months of training and she goes on holidays and Walks up the mountain. It's like, shit, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, her quality of life skyrocketed, right? Yeah, gave her freedom. Gave her freedom. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I get emotional talking about it. <laughs> um. Oh, good. I so, thought you were like, fuck, no. What the fuck is someone talking about? Good. Okay, <laughs> no, it's you're getting money. Good. Let's hear it. <laughs> What's he talking about? This shit don't make you healthy. This is to get chicks. Oh, good. Good. Tell me. Get emotional. Let me hear it. Let me hear it. Uh, so, like, I've got a I remember Lisa. She's got two knee replacements, uh, two mm-hmm. titanium knees. And after, like, three months of training, she um, she comes in. She's like, I can lift my leg up and put it. In, in my gumboot without, like, bending over. And I was like, shit, that's sweet. Yeah. Do you cry right there when she tells you that too? A little bit. Or you're like, I got to take a piss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. How old is she? Uh, 56. Man. 
you're giving her a life back. Those are, those are the back years. You're giving her those back. Like now she went from somebody who probably thought before she walked into the gym, like this is it. This is just the slow descent down to no movement and everything else. And now you've like restored the hope that she's like, oh my gosh, I could, I could put these on. I can move. I'm independent and, I, and I'm getting better as I'm getting older. It's so powerful. Jake, explain it to me. What, what, did, she, what did she graduate to being able to do? Put her so she shoes on? Stay in there and put a gumboot on. What's a gun like, boot? Having to like bend over and like sit down and fuck around. Like she said, she just walk out her back door, lift her leg up, put it in a gun boot. What's like, a gun boot? Is that like a cowboy boot? Uh, like rain boots, I guess. You know, like oh, galoshes. Like okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Oh, I'm going to get tore up in the comments here. I'm about to get <laughs> people are about to fuck me up. Uh, and, and why does she have two titanium knees? Oh, she's had fuck knees since she was like young, young. She had a, she had a patella removed when she was like a teenager or something. Mm. So her knees were shot from the beginning. Um, and then she, her knees are probably uh, like eight years old or something now. So yeah, she's had her new knees for like eight years or something like that. Yeah. How long has she been a client? She was like one of my first. Um, so yeah, like 18 months. And when she comes in, are you like, Oh fuck, what am I going to do with this? When she first started, I was like, fuck, this is a challenge, eh? Um, She can't. So one of her knees doesn't bend past. One can, like, just get to 90 degrees, and one is, like, from dead straight to, like, 45, and that's it. And so she squats. She started off squatting to a bench with a bunch of plates. Now she squats to a bench. Um, Yeah. And and, uh, do you know her family? Uh, she's like a local Brankston person. So I don't know her family like personally, but like, yeah, my wife's family, who's all local, they kind of know her family. She teaches, uh, she's a teacher's aide at the same school as my, my wife. So they work together and stuff. So is she, um, is she tripping? Why did she come in there? Shouldn't she have just gone somewhere and died, like gotten in a wheelchair and rolled away? Like, why did she go in? Why does someone like that come into a CrossFit gym and, and think, I, how did she know that you you could work with her? She didn't. She knew my wife at school, knew that I was opening a gym, and she recognized that she needed to do something, and she came in and wow. Yeah. And, and and did you think that did she has she progressed further than even you thought? Oh mate, she was progressing further than I thought from day one. <laughs> I was like, she honestly pushes the hardest out of everyone at the gym. It scares me. I'm like, fuck, I need to get a defib machine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I'm just, yeah. I knew it. I'm getting torn up in the comments. I fucking knew it. Sevon can't be any more California. What's a boot? I, I, we don't have boots here. I didn't wear shoes all day today. He doesn't need to, he's in Australia. He doesn't need to wear shoes either. Um, when, you, when you have 43 clients, does everyone know everyone? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Um. Yeah, everyone gets to know everyone. There's a few, you know, you got the morning people who never really meet the afternoon people. Mm-hmm. You sort of have that, but not really. I guess there would be a few, one member there who doesn't know that member, but not really. Like everyone pretty much knows everyone. Those successes like Lisa's success, um, do you tell uh, – who do you tell that to? Do you, do you tell your um, – do you tell your mom and dad that? 
You, do, do, you t- mm. do you tell you tell your wife? Oh, yeah, yeah. I come down and tell my wife everything. Um, yeah. <laughs> Dude, someone spit on the floor in the middle of the workout and fucking beat them. <laughs> Those two members, I saw them kissing in the parking lot. I knew it. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, and any sparks um in your in your gym i won't ask too many questions about that but and, and you seen any sparks like you're coaching and you're like dude those two can those two not stand any closer together jesus <laughs> christ Part of the not, not yet but it's a crossfit gym so it's inevitable right. Yeah. right yeah you um are, are you happy are you happy doing what you're doing yeah it's awesome i um yeah it's just like my perfect day is go coach and my house is right here, so I coach, come down, get to spend heaps of time with Archie, um, and then go coach again. Sweet. You have, you have two I kids? Say, like, when we move into a bigger gym, I'll probably just like – and say I have a coach that coaches every class, I'll probably like hang out at the gym and, yeah, that will be my life anyway. So, mm-hmm. um, um, Did you say you have two kids? No, just one. Okay. So when you said you hang out with the two, you mean you hang out with your wife and your kid? Yeah, I said to hang out with Archie, which is, uh, yeah, my son's name. Oh, that's awesome that you get to do that. Does Archie ever come in the gym while you're coaching? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rach brings him up all the time. She comes up, says hi to all the members, and Archie's with her all the time. So, yeah. God, it he sounds like you. Watches me coach, watches me train, watches Rach train. Rach is about to do a level one, so he'll watch her coach. Oh, awesome. She, she is going to do a level one? Yeah. And, and why is that? Uh, just take a bit of pressure off me. Like I was really sick last week. And so like we managed to have all our classes covered. But like that was that vaccine you took, by the way. But go on. We'll <laughs> talk about that later. Could be. Could be. Uh, but like, yeah, she would be able to you go. You got the booster eight like, days ago and you got six, seven <laughs> days ago. Is that is that what you're telling me? <laughs> go on. Oh, sorry. Sorry. I just can't resist. I'm sorry. <laughs> It just comes out. It doesn't even, it's, it's an impulse. Yeah. So, so you were really sick and you're and she wanted to take some pressure off you. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, it's and just you don't respect how hard she works at her, di- her other job as a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> she, she actually just went back to work one day a week as a teacher. Um, so I mean the other four days a week, get to coaching. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. You got time before you go to school. Do the morning classes. <laughs> you can do the seven classes. Okay. Yeah. I can sleep in. Um, when did you, um, when did you take your L1 and, and, and did you take it because you wanted to be a coach or did you wanted to learn more for yourself? What, what was the, I was, I was thinking about this the other day. I, I first took my level one in 2011 or 2012 and it was okay. I'm okay. I'm having trouble with the timeline because you did. I thought you said you did a thruster for the first time in 2013. No, I think what happened to the confusion was, is I had the picture up. That picture was from 2013. At the same time you asked what year it was, I brought that picture up. So he wasn't talking about the thruster. Oh, he was I've been like, am I going to call this motherfucker picture. out on the? Okay, okay. I'm sorry. I, I I'm saw like, what that the fuck is going on with this timeline? Okay. <laughs> happened there, and also your your light <laughs> hasn't you. been on, Sevon. Your light hasn't been on. I don't know if that's a my light. What light? Yeah, it seems darker where you are. I don't know. You don't have a light on. An, an no, oh no, I do. May, no, I do. Oh. But do I not seem sharp? Do I have a stroke? No, or something? you look or Should great. I go no, fucking just, check in? I haven't met like what? The background's brighter. That's all. I put it okay. in the private chat. I was like, I don't I know. S- I seem okay to you, Jake. I didn't have a. St- I didn't stroke out. I'm 50. If you guys see me like, <laughs> start doing shit. Tell me. I just figured we get off, and I would tell you. It's like, why did you earlier? 
Okay. All right. I'll just like, the light on that show. You're scaring me. My bag of weeds there. I got my, my Colt Merton playing cards from Wad Zombie. <laughs> yes, I feel good. I feel good. Okay. Uh, your first L1 in 2000. I think it was 12, 11 or 12. Um, I'd been at my gym CrossFit Perth for, I don't know, maybe a year. And like CrossFit Perth hosts the level one. And I think the people that host them get like a free level one or something. Like they get some people that can, members that can go on it for free. And um, yeah, the owner, Jace, was like, hey, do you want to do a level one? I was like, yeah, sweet. And I, he had started getting me to do demos and stuff in class. And he just said, do you want to be a coach? I'll pay for, like, I've got a level one you can do. I was like, okay, let's do it. No idea what it was at the time. Um, did it and was like, holy shit, like, that's awesome. I uh, started coaching there while I was waiting for, like, transfer to full-time. I was coaching at CrossFit Perth and, yeah, kind of fell into it. When, when you when you talk about your brother coming home from the army, the way you say like, hey, you, you guys just started doing thrusters. I mean, that's how like so many of us did it. It's like and I always use the Bible as an example. It's like, holy shit. Like if you, once like people who found Jesus and shit, they're like, oh, my God, look at this verse in the Bible. It's the guy here says that we have dominion over all the animals. Fuck. You know what I mean? And they just want to share some crazy shit with you. They found out. Yeah. And uh, it, your brother was like that. That's the way I kind of imagine it. Dude, I got to show you this thing. It's a thruster. Yeah, pretty much. And you, then you took the oh, we've been doing jujitsu in the army. Like, check this out, and you throw me across the back backyard, you know? <laughs> or like throw me into a wall in the house, and I'm like, oh sweet. And then like that year was like, oh, check this thruster out. <laughs> Is he older or younger? I uh, he's uh, three years older. Yeah. Is he cool? He sounds cool. Yeah, he's cool. Yeah. Um. So, did you ever? What did that? Did you have that before you took your L1 or when you took your L1, did you get that? Were you like, oh, shit, I got to show my dad this or my mom or like, oh, fuck, my mom eats that stuff. I got to tell her no. No? Yeah. You didn't? Oh, you didn't? No, nah, not like that. It or run my, to your wife and be like, dude, we got to throw all the cereal out of the house now. Or like, hey, we got to start doing fucking, we need an ab mat. <coughs> I just started doing it for myself. It wasn't like spread the news, you know. All right. Um, You're not until I was like, like in the army and I was doing like CrossFit training in the army. And I'd always be like, nah, let's come and all the guys would be going to do their buys and tries. And I'd be like, fuck that. I'm going to go outside and take a rusty barbell and flip that tire a bunch of times. Yeah. You know? A rusty trombone. Um, uh, <laughs> sorry. I just hear the word rusty. I think of that phrase. In the early shows, do you remember that picture? We <laughs> full of the rusty trombone. Um, uh, uh, so, so you had your L1 when you went to the Army? Yeah. Wow, that's really cool. And then so you started coaching. And did you enjoy watching people move? Yeah, like I enjoyed coaching people through movement and seeing progression. You know, like can't do a toaster bar, spit a cue at them, and now they can do a toaster bar. It's like, oh, sweet. Like you had the ability, you just need more information, you know, and, and information given to you in a certain way because it might not work with that cue, but it does with this cue. And kind of like a game, you know, like – problem solving how do i get this person to that skill that that's what their initial draw was for me do you, do you remember the first person you coached that touched you the way uh, lisa touched you were there others did you did you no nah, not really that's probably the first first one yeah it, it, it's a pretty um because everyone else i'd coached up until then was like 
already fit. You know, it was like getting someone from a from I don't know, they can do kipping pull-ups to now doing kipping toaster bar, you know, mm-hmm. which is cool. That's awesome. Or like getting them bigger lift numbers on their lifts, which is awesome, but it wasn't like life-changing stuff. Yeah, all of a sudden someone can put their shoes on. Yeah, that's nuts. That is nuts. Yeah, like you said, you set them free. Mm-hmm. Empowering. D- did you take the L1? You said the first time you took your L1, you took it again? Yeah, so my L1 expired. Um, and then when I was looking at starting, like after again, five years, right? It's five yeah, years. Five years. Mm-hmm. I was a couple of years out and it, it, from it expiring and decided to redo it, um, which is cool. I got to go down to Sydney, do my level one. Gav Crown, the dude who did my first ever fundamentals, was my instructor on my second L1. I was like, oh, it's good. Comes full circle. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. What do you think? How do you think your wife's going to react to it? I think she knows a lot more than she thinks she knows. She's listened to me talk shit a lot. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, my latest thing has been going back and watching all the old Greg Glassman stuff, like just mm-hmm. everything Glassman you can find on YouTube. And so she's going to get into a lot of the lectures and be like, oh, this lecture, cool. Oh, oh, yeah. I know, I know what comes from this, you know. Is she nervous? Yeah, a little bit. I think she, she probably thinks she's not ready for it, but she's definitely ready. Yeah, everyone's ready. Mm-hmm. E- everyone's ready. Even if you've never done CrossFit before, e- you you glean different things from it for sure, right? I mean, the second time you took it was different than the first time. But I think, like, if you're a human being and you have more than six months to live, take it. It's a good, it's a good use of two days. <laughs> and even if you have six months, you might get six more after you take right, it. Right, right. Great point. Is... Is the gym of when you open the gym? What was your aspirations for members? You're in a town of 1900. Were you hoping for 20 members or 30 members or 40 so members? So the initial or? goal was 50 members. So just doing like napkin maths, 50 members was going to be paying me more than when I was plumbing. So you like, know, there's no S on that word, right? Math, like the rest of the world doesn't say maths. That's just you guys in Australia. We just say math. <laughs> I didn't even pick up on that. <laughs> okay, we'll go ahead. They they also put R's in places too. I mean, just be like, there's no R in that word. With language. Okay, sorry. Okay, so sorry. Uh, So, but the girls seem to like it. So, what the fuck do I know? Uh, Okay, so 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 with napkin math, maths. Yeah, I was like, yeah, sitting down. Cool. If I get 50 members, that's going to be paying me this more than if I was plumbing, and so that would be worth it. So the goal was always get to 50, Um, and then and and what time frame, Jake? I didn't really have a time frame. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. No plan B, you know, just, just yeah. head first into it. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Like, um, so when when we first opened the gym, it was like March, Rachel fell pregnant, June, whatever, that around mid-year. Um, so we're like, cool, move out of the house, start renovating. Um, and then we had lockdown happen, like our second big lockdown. Like Melbourne had had – Even in those tiny little cities like you're in, they, they locked you guys down? Yeah, yeah, it's just like the state. The state is like, boom, the state is locked down. I would just think people who yeah. own llamas are like, yeah, that <laughs> spit on yesterday. You can't tell me shit. Yeah, so, um, nah, so. You wear boots and you let the government tell you what to do? There's no fucking way Elisa let anyone tell her what to do. I don't believe it. So, like, Aussie, Aussie small town, they get all of the information from TV, right? So, we got, like, mm. three main TV channels. All their information is from TV. 
So all they're seeing is what's being pushed by the government. So everyone in all these small towns is petrified of COVID. Damn. You know? Damn. And so, yeah, and everyone abides, you know, because it's like, fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, we went into lockdown after, like, pretty much just opening the gym. And, like, I could have gone and... Um, just know. after opening the gym, you guys went into lockdown. Yeah, like six months after, yeah. Jeez. And so, like, I could have gone and picked up a couple of days plumbing a week, but <clears> I don't know, that just never crossed my mind. <laughs> Looking back, I'm like, fuck, probably should have done that. But um, just never really crossed my mind. Why? Because um, those jobs were still those jobs were still good to go? Yeah, so, like, construction and there was, like, that was seen as a priority job, you know, like okay. mm-hmm. keep the ball rolling on construction. Um, and so, yeah, like I could have gotten plumbed, but it never really crossed my mind. It was like, and we were renovating the house. So being like I'm pretty like hands-on plumber, like have a trade and can do most stuff. But um, so I'd come and coach the morning classes, get changed into work gear, go and do work on the house, quickly shower, change back into gym clothes and coach the RO classes. Um, but yeah, I could have gone and like done a few days of plumbing, earned like three, four hundred bucks a day, just rent like cash on the side. But I don't know, it just never crossed my mind. It was like, no, nah, I'm a gym owner now. I'm not. I'm not doing it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Screw that other job. That's done. Yeah. yeah I I, uh, I don't want to be an asshole, but I can't help it. So here we here we go. Yeah. What's happening? Here oh, we geez. go. <laughs> I want you to see. I want you to see New Zealand and Australia. What what the fuck your governments did to you guys? This is this is Google. These these guys are fucking <laughs> the biggest fucking sellouts ever, and even they're showing the truth. Look at this crazy shit that your government did to you. They they locked you guys down, and I'm over here on the Sevon podcast saying, "Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do lockdowns. The worst thing you can do is quarantine the healthy people. Don't do it." And look at your death rates. Oh man! And everyone's like, "Aha! No one's dying over here. You're all dying in the U.S." Aha. I'm like, "Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it." And now look. <coughs> Look at 2022. Holy mm. shit. The shit's over here. I mean, it never was here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> but I mean, it's just, a, you don't even want me to look at New Zealand. They make, they, you guys make them look like fucking like they have an IQ of three. <laughs> and I'm embarrassed to say that you, you, one of your ladies over there is like Armenian, like your health minister. She's a fucking yeah. knucklehead. No, so, so, like, the original approach, right? So, like, when COVID started, it was, like, everyone was a little bit scared, right? I Not was me. Like, oh, Not me. Okay. <laughs> go on. Go on. Everyone else but me. Go on. Right. Holy shit. Like, this is going to be crazy. I yeah. was, like, Googling, what are the best masks to get to stop yeah. this? Shit? Yeah. Right. Uh, and it's like, yeah, yeah, cool. So, you buy I probably into, Googled that, too. I probably Googled that, too. Yeah. You believe what, what you're being told, right? And then the lockdowns I saw <laughs> is the government, their approach was, Let's lock down and you know flatten the curve, right? So get the um, mm. get the medical industry, the hospitals, get everything set up, ready to cope with what will be crazy, right? Yep. And then the thing that like the thing that I noticed is that they're not getting anything ready. It's not like they're hiring more people, putting on more nurses. Like they did nothing to get our hospital system ready. And it's like, so they, why? They brought like, a huge ship off the fucking western seaboard in California. Yeah. <laughs> they converted like baseball stadiums. A huge stadiums medical and shit. fucking military <laughs> ship that they, and I think they ended up mixing healthy people with sick people on it and fucked like, a, like 200 people. 
Yeah. It was crazy, but sorry, go on. Crazy. It was a yeah. shit show here. <laughs> no, but like, at first I was like, oh, yeah, cool. That, it makes sense what we're doing. Okay, cool. But then it's like, well, why are we putting this off? Like, why? Like, if you're not getting anything ready, you're not preparing. It's just like it's inevitable. So why are we fucking over so many people's livelihoods just waiting if you're so not getting many, anything ready? Okay? So many people. The, the stories, the Australia stories were the craziest because – you would fly back to Australia and have to be in land in like Sydney and be quarantined for 30 days. And then you wanted to go to your region. You had to be quarantined another 30 days and you had to pay for it. And the shit they were showing us, I was like, I think first, but those people fucking kind of deserve it at some point. Like, Hey, why are you traveling? Like, dude, now go out into a field and just bang your chick. Like now's the time to party. Like what, what were people doing? Hang out with your kids. I think you need to, um, you need to recognize though like the stuff that you get shown and like we see it in australia right so if i go to america i'm probably going to get shot you know yeah 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 by the police um, by the police by the police obviously yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, course, yeah. or yeah. someone's gonna have a go at me for being racist because i'm right. white. they'll yeah. happen at the same time it's just <laughs> yeah <laughs> we'll get flogged a, at the airport yeah. for being white <laughs> yeah and so it's like it's all accurate. It's accurate. That's what we get fed, and it's like, holy fuck, America is this crazy, dangerous place. You know, don't send your kids to school there. No wonder survive. Well, that's true. That part, true. That's the first true thing you said. That part is fucking true. The other shit's not true, but that part is yeah, true. So, so take what you see of Australia, come down a few notches, and that's more like reality, right? Um, yeah, th- that that's good. I'm glad you said. said excuse me, one thing. Uh, hey, just because Bruce, your your dick's hard from looking at me, don't accuse me of using a filter. <laughs> it's because that light fucking filter am I using? Just because you're aroused? Okay, Go, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, you're you're, you're totally. Um, thanks for you. I needed to be schooled like that. That's good. But the thing, the thing that got me is like, so we're getting all that stuff from main mainstream media, right? And I always try and assess things and play devil's advocate. My wife fucking probably hates it but even if i yeah, have the opposing- she does they they all they all hate us for that yes <laughs> but like i'll just do it because it's, i find it fun like i don't know the abortion <laughs> thing that people like you know the abortion thing and like i'll have like my views in my head and then my me and my wife are very similar but then i will just play the other side of the story and try and yeah. change her mind it's yeah. like well yeah. how cemented are your views into this you know like yeah, yeah. i'll just well, what about this what about that and if her mind doesn't get changed, it's like, yes, yeah, sweet. You have a good belief, you know? Yeah. Or like the evidence behind your belief is is withstanding like my questioning of it. It's like science, right? You have a belief and you test it and try and prove it wrong. And if you yeah. can't. Oh, shit. Right. Did you hear what he said? It's like science. You have a belief and you test to see if it's wrong. It, that's the problem with the media. They're trying to prove everything that they're right. Hey, you yeah, jackasses. That's what I did. Like, I'm like, oh, yeah. So we need to prove what, what's wrong. This is what the news is telling us. Well, is there anyone saying the opposing thing? Holy fuck, there's heaps of people saying the opposing thing. Okay, well, I'll listen to both sides and come up with a view. And it's like, ah, oh, we're coming somewhere in the middle, you know. And then, like, just the, how they were hammering home. Like, no, this is one. Don't even listen to these people. Um, you can't even. Yeah, what they do is they attack the people. That's when they go ad hominem. Yeah, they, like what Trudeau like, said, if you don't get the vaccine, you know, you're a racist yeah. misogynist. It's like, wait, what? How did you make that? <laughs> That's a leap, yeah. What? Yeah, and so it's how, like, how come no black people in the states want to take it then? Yeah. <laughs> when you start when you start blaming the other person and not their argument, you know, it's like, okay, well, obviously your argument's pretty shit, you know. And so I started doing that. I'm like, 
fuck, maybe the mainstream media is pretty, you know, useless. And then this is something that got me. Um, I was thinking about governments, right? So a government puts all their trust into um, the chief of medicine, right? They have a board of doctors and people at the top of their field and they put all their trust in, you are going to give us guidance as to what to do, right? But do I trust that our government is trusting the right people, right? So I just look at, so marijuana is still illegal in Australia, right? And it's like, what the fuck, why? It doesn't make sense, especially when you've got like it's legal in the States and illegal in so many places. And if they're still putting their trust in the people that are saying, no, it's good to keep it illegal, well, then how do I trust that they're putting their trust in the right doctors to be informed about COVID? Mm. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know? mm-hmm. The crazy part like, here in this, sorry, go ahead. No, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, and then, and then like um, the difference in values as well. Like, so a doctor might say, oh, we need to lock down because it's going to save all these old people. They don't say this, but we need. it's going to save all these lives. And to them, uh, they're thinking of saving all these old people's lives because that's who it's killing, right? Um, whereas I'm kind of, I guess, same sort of views as you. I'm like, well, if one baby dies because of it, how many old people could I stand dying to save one baby? I'm like, ah, fuck, 10? You know, like, I don't know. Like, where's that number? But there's definitely a number there somewhere. But are the people there trusting to give them guidance? Are they like, no, nah, no, no. If the baby dies, that's one life. If 10 old people die, that's 10 lives. Not worth it, you know? Not worth like, it. Not worth it. At yeah, 300 amazing. million... When, when he, how about this just for simple logic? When the average age of the person dying from COVID is older than the average age of the person who dies in your country overall, then <laughs> killing no young people is worth it to save no amount of old people. Yeah. You already live past the fucking average. And, 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 the, and some people in like, I think Sweden or Switzerland, one of those countries figured that out. They're like, wait a second, our average age of death is 80, and the average age of death of COVID is 80. 82 with COVID, you live two years longer. That shit's good for you. I mean, that's like that statins, science. Statins. Yeah, it's like, what the fuck? That was fucking the problem with the problem that made it so obvious in the States is that the, you could go on the internet and you could see the CDC says if you're sick, never quarantine the healthy, only quarantine the sick. And they quarantine the healthy in this country and they and they started killing tens of thousands of old people. And then the second thing was is it said. of the people had comorbidities and 6% there was no data on. Once you have that, you're like, oh, shit, this isn't killing CrossFitters. This is not killing CrossFitters. True. One of the the final straws that, like. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait to hear this. A lot of distrust. Did you think we would go here on the show? I didn't think we would go here. <laughs> okay. It's just the predictive value. It's it's pretty yeah. high. Okay, go on, go on. Sorry. Yeah. So like, um, like your straw that broke the camel back, where Jake's like, I refuse. Open the doors. Let like, them um, let them pull up. So there was like Trump said like that he was on whatever that drug was that he said ivermectin. Ivermectin. Yeah. Oh, and there was another one. It was one of them. But so Trump said something about ivermectin. hydroxychloroquine. Mm. I, yeah, that might have been the one. And um, so he said about how, you know, we should be using this and blah, blah, blah. And then the Australian government made it illegal to prescribe that drug in Australia. Like right after he said it? Yeah, like right after he said it, like a few weeks after he said it, right? 
But there was no studies had been done yet. Like that, that drug was so new to treating COVID. There was no studies to show that it worked, didn't work, whatever. But the government just jumped in and like made it illegal, like banned it. Um, and it's like, okay, so what? It's political now because mm-hmm. we don't like Trump. We're going to ban it. That doesn't make sense. Like you should be doing, you should have the interest of the people at heart. Like what is going to keep people the healthiest, not what looks good politically, you know? So I was like, that's fucked. And that's when I was just like, you know what? I'm off it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It makes any sense. The, the banning of, of, of the open discussion was bizarre. I mean, it still it still goes on. Yeah, it still, still goes on. Someone just did a podcast with Trump, and YouTube pulled it down. The Nelk Boys just did a podcast with Trump. It was up for two days. I'm glad I got to see it, and then they took it down. He didn't even say anything crazy. He was just chill. Did you? Did either of you guys see that interview? I didn't see the interview. No. They asked him. They're like, "Are you?" They go, "Are you friends with Putin?" He's like, "Yeah." They're like, "Well, why?" This is in the beat. This is. They're like, "Why don't you just call him and and ask him if he plans on like using any nukes in the Ukrainian war?" I mean, it was so just like, you know what I mean? Like, it was like, just like, it's such a good interview. That's awesome. It was so awesome. <laughs> I wish I could remember what Trump said. Just simplify it. Because people have like all of this, like Illuminati and crazy government and flying saucer shit. And it's, they're just yeah. like, hey, why don't you just call him on your cell phone and just ask him not shoot to shoot him a text, dude. <laughs> See what's up. All our lives at stake. Um, <laughs> So you think? Do you think you're going to make it to fifty? Um, uh, you know, do you think you're going to make it to fifty? What'd you say? You're at like forty three. Forty three. Oh yeah, we'll be at fifty in a couple months, I reckon. Yeah. And what's it look like when new people come in? If they just pull up to your house and they're like, uh, "Is this a CrossFit gym?" <laughs> so we got like a sign at the front, and before people come in, um, like we do a lot of like lead nurture stuff. So we'll call them and be like, "Hey, come in." Uh, to do an intro, blah, blah, blah. And then we explain like, yeah, it's on our property. Follow the sign. Jim's at the back kind of thing. Yeah. And, and do the, do most of the people like that? Like the, the, well, I guess you're in the country. People are kind of used to a, a more camaraderie. It's not like it's in Sydney where like, I'm assuming Sydney's like LA, like no one looks at anyone and they just put have their head yeah. down and walk around. But, yeah. but it's not like that in your town. People like nod no. and hi and. Yeah. Yeah. You walk past someone in the street, you wave or neither. And you haven't had any issues with the city at all? Like as no, as so it. that's what I like. I looked into it obviously before I opened the gym, but um, it comes under at home occupation. So the same as if I was to be a massage therapist and have one of my rooms as like a massage therapy room or something. Oh, um, awesome. And so, like, the main thing is that there's a whole list of things that you can't do. Um, and the main one is you can't interrupt, it was worded funny, you can't interrupt the natural habitat of your like community or something which to me just says don't get complaints um, yeah. yeah right right uh, don't don't they shouldn't park and block your neighbor's driveway yeah mm-hmm. the, the council was very reactionary so as long as we don't get complaints no one's coming out of here looking at what's going on is your town i'm still trying to get the vibe of your town when's the last time someone gave you eggs <laughs> um oh one of our members has heaps of chickens and they've got heaps of eggs she hasn't given me any yet though unfortunately but yeah it's that kind of town yeah you it, it is eggs. like a, if someone brought you eggs you wouldn't be like what are these you would be like oh thank you <laughs> no you'd be like why haven't you bring them to me earlier like you yeah <laughs> um do, do you buy do you buy um like locally is there a place you go and buy locally raised eggs or Oh, yeah, there is. So there's like a small grocery store, an IGA, which is like an independent grocer. Um, 
like store and they source everything mainly local, but obviously big name brands as well. And then we just have a like a Coles supermarket that we get all our food from. Um, and most of, I don't know, this, they say it is, most of like the Coles and Woolworths is sourced fairly locally anyway because there's so much around that it can be. It's not like, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong at this, but like uh, in the States you have a lot of farm areas that are very far away from your big cities, you know, whereas you can drive three hours, not even two hours out of Sydney, like our biggest city, and you're in farmland. You yeah, know? I get you could do that in, in the States too. Ah, yeah. In the Bay Area, you can probably not so By much large. southern, not not yeah. so much in Southern California. There's yeah, just just because there's two hours of traffic everywhere. It's a conky jungle. What do you think? I, I always trip on the the life expectancy of an affiliate owner. What will happen when, um, and and not for any reasons of the affiliate failing. I mean, even successful affiliates. I, I wonder. You're thirty, right? At yeah. some point, like probably down the road you're going to want more you're gonna um you're going to you're gonna want more money you're gonna be you want to be richer you're gonna you're gonna start seeing the end of the road and you're gonna want more maybe it's more stability is a better way to put it yeah so i think when i think of a gym owner i think of someone who's 25 he's like holy shit they found this they want to share it with the world and they do it for 10 years and at 35 they're like okay i'm ready for something else or some of them maybe flip it there's another some of those gyms go from being a caterpillar to a butterfly i don't know what that looks like is that what opt did is that what jason kalipa did is that what rich froning did i i, I don't or, or craig howard like um do, do you know what do you have any do you see the next chapter in your life do you see yourself doing this for 20 years 30 years not that long um i mean i could um so my goal is to get well move into a bigger facility end up with around 150 members would be awesome that's like five year goal type stuff five to ten year goal and then put systems in place and hire people so that i can have the business and only need to be in the business a few hours a week mm-hmm. you know um, and then i can <clears throat> hire people to give me my time back to then focus on other endeavors anything that i want to do yeah so whether it's open a second location or uh, might be a completely different business altogether or I don't know travel around Australia or the world you know Uh, get the gym hire enough people even if it means that my take home isn't as high as it could be if I was doing more work in the business myself at least I have a business that is self-sustaining and I can focus on other stuff if that makes sense yeah yeah cash flow baby do you have any, do you have any, do you do anything um, and do you have time to do anything else like paint, write a book, uh, read, oh, do you have any other, do you have time for any other hobbies? Is there anything you're, you're doing that's innovative or that, 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 that's leading you down that path, growing tobacco, <laughs> making fentanyl? <laughs> I'm open. I'm, I'm, I don't mean to pigeon. I didn't mean no to pigeonhole you with the, no tradition, with the traditional shit. Nah, my hobby is CrossFit, so I just do CrossFit in my spare time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. And then just like run this, run this gym. When I yep. Have to. yep, yep, yep. And, and and I and I think it's uh, I, there is I think that that is part of the no plan B thing. 
going back, you were in the military for seven years and your dad was in 37 years. Why did you leave? Ah, uh, so I got in a bit of trouble with the law. Oh, and- awesome. This is awesome. We need this question. Uh, so yeah, um, got in trouble with the law and then the army does this thing where it's better for them in the newspapers to say X army member has done this than uh, current serving army has done this, you know. So they're very quick to get rid of you if you get in enough trouble. And so, yeah, that kind of my, – my plan, so the whole no plan B, right, join the army, that was me, career soldier. And then, yeah, I got uh, booted out of the army a lot sooner than I had planned. And, yeah, that's where – had those years of plumbing where I had no idea what to do. And then, oh, sweet, this is what I want to do all in on the gym, you know? So, mm. was that depressing? Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like- um, not, so yeah, looking back, it's like, fuck, what if I hadn't have done that dumb shit? Or what if I didn't get caught? Um, yeah, yeah, then, yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah. And so you obviously look back and go, where could I have taken my career? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but the more depressing thing, I think, is just leaving the army in general. So, um, like, it's a pretty big problem, ex-army suicides and stuff. And it's, it's like it, you get indoctrinated, right, into the army. It's kind of like I mean, you could probably relate to this. So head of CrossFit Media, you're part of this big company. Everyone's, everyone is just all CrossFit, you know. Like, let's, like that is everyone's so tight-knit, you know. And then you get booted out and now you're on the outside. And not that you are on the outside. If you called any of my mates in the army, yeah, cool. We'll have a chat, but you're not in it. You know, I wanted to yeah. put a gun in my mouth. I usually have like a Jesus. I have a, it's not a real gun, but it looks like a real gun. When I, when I bought it one day, Greg was like, dude, that was, fucking. <laughs> we were together. He goes, that was stupid. I go, why? I go, he goes, cause that's a fucking fake gun. That looks like a real gun. He goes, yeah. He goes, you know what happens to those people? He goes, what? He goes, they get shot and they can't shoot back. I'm like, Oh fuck. <laughs> I was going to give it to my kids, but I never did. It was in here somewhere. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's horrible. It's horrible. I am, yeah, I am, like, I am, I am on the outside and it's all I know. It's horrible. Yeah, and like, ready, to, um, ready to fucking, it's horrible. It's horrible. So like um, I was infantry and I did, my specialty was reconnaissance and like, maybe it's because I was reconnaissance, but like the reconnaissance is the sword after like, it's like the, I don't know, special forces of the infantry before you actually go special forces, you know? Okay. Like we do small man teams behind enemy line stuff, like whatever. Um, I was like one of the fittest in my battalion. I was in reconnaissance. It was like on top of the world and then this happened and then you get out and you start plumbing and you, I don't know, old mate plumber, you're an apprentice and you're like, yeah, man, used to be three hour reconnaissance and they're like, what the fuck does that mean? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay? Yeah. yeah. And you're yeah. like, oh, fuck. <laughs> like, <laughs> everything I've worked so hard to achieve literally means nothing to anyone else. You know, at least at least they didn't leave the army to a bunch of dipshits. I have to watch from the outside and just and okay. Anyway, uh, <laughs> oh, no, the army's like the way the army's going is fucked up. It's bad. Um, <laughs> are, are, when your dad, are, are you allowed to say what 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 happened? What what you did? Uh yeah. So, um, yeah. Since wanted to. The, the you don't have to. It's not important, but unless it's a fun story, it's not. I don't. I don't. Okay. So I think it's good to talk about because, like, it opens their eyes of like what being in the army is like, right? So okay. 
in the Australian Army, you join, especially in the infantry, you're always doing exercises. So I was away for six months out of the year, two weeks here, three weeks there, five weeks there, back for a week, back for two weeks. Um, so you don't spend that much time, like, at home. You spend a lot of time in the bush, like, literally living in the bush. And um, when you say you come back home, you come back to, like, some sort of barracks or you come back to your parents' yeah, you house? Come to, so I was based in Townsville when I was full-time Army. Um, okay. And so you come back to live. I have an apartment in Townsville City. It's awesome. Um, so you come back. And so say you're away for five weeks, right? You get back. Obviously, you have to do a post-bush uh, period piss-up, right, with all the boys. So you do that. And then that's weekend number one. You spend the week at work. And then weekend number two, they're like, oh, you're going out bush again in a week. So you're like, well, let's do it. Friday, Saturday night, you're partying, right? <laughs> and then the weekend before you actually leave, it's like, we're going out bush on Monday. Let's party, you know? Um, and it's just a cycle. And the bonus thing is money becomes kind of like monopoly money, right? So, like, you get paid on Thursday when you're outfield. You can't spend it. You get back, blow most of it on that first weekend back, survive through the week, blow the rest on that next weekend. Then you get paid on Thursday again right before you go out bush next week, and so you blow everything again because you're going out bush. You don't need money. What's this term you're using? You're going out what? Uh, Out bush. It's like going into the field. Okay, okay. Yeah, like big, they have like thousands of acres of just bushland where you go and play army man pretty much. Yeah. Uh, the other day, Jeff, this guy, Jeffrey Birchfield said to me, uh, Sevon, you're a great friend. And I didn't, I did not let it touch me at all because here less than 24 <laughs> hours later, he says you're an idiot. And I also refuse to let that touch me. You cannot, and so you cannot, uh, compliment me and you can't insult me. Okay. So you were out, so back and forth in the bush, getting paid, yeah. having time to part. And how old were you at the time? Uh, 20, uh, my time in Townsville, I would have been 20. One, two, three. Okay. Yeah. That's how you're young. Crazy shit. You're partying. Partying a lot. Yes. Um, And like the drinking culture in the army is massive. Like we would have Thursdays when you're on base is sporto days. So you go and play a sport in the morning. And then at 12 o'clock at lunchtime, you go to the boozer. So every unit has their own boozer, like their own bar. You go to the boozer and find out the results of all the the, uh, sports from the morning, right? And that's the knockoff. You knock off from there at lunchtime. But... Like, so you're all calm. All right, everyone, everyone got a drink in their hand. Yeah, okay, now let's find out the results of the sports, you know? It's like mandatory. It's not mandatory, but it's like mandatory fun and everyone drinks all the time. And Are there any fun, girls there? Yeah, yeah, there's girls in the army, yeah. Okay. Not, not, not that many, but yeah, there's girls. Okay, okay. Um, I'm, I'm going I'm to so go like, with no, there's none. <laughs> That's what I so hear. Like, um, like functioning alcoholic is like um, – I wouldn't say I wouldn't call it alcoholic because you're not drinking every day, but you binge drink like a champion, right? Right. right. Um, drinking twelve I, beers is nothing. Are they like natural ice? They're like Coors Lights. You're just throwing back just light beer. We don't drink that shit in Australia. No, you don't. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, like my go-to drink was a Jackson Coke. Oh mm. shit! Yeah. Wow. Drink it. Um, and so, like, if you, as long as you could do your job, that like awesome. If you rock up. I've had multiple days, like I deployed to uh, Malaysia on like it's like a training rotation and I would come to on the back end of base somewhere at seven in the morning doing PT, like how the fuck did I get here? Like, wow. <laughs> I'm just like doing burpees like, 
what the fuck? <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, like, if you can do that and, like, even if your Sarge finds out, he's like, good work, mate. Still did PT. Yeah. Okay. You know, it's like, cool, whatever. And so, yeah, and then, you know, partying, drinking a lot often leads down into getting involved into other drugs, you know, like MDMA and whatnot. That was my go-to drug because I was – Because it's fine. I get blackout drunk when I'm drinking and I was like, not ideal. Can't remember what I did. Um, But MDMA, it's an awesome night. You can remember the whole thing. You don't do as much dumb shit. You're more like clear of mind. Yep. And so I started doing some uh, recreational drugs and, yeah, it all kind of come back to bite me in the end. They, They caught you and there was zero tolerance for that? Yeah, pretty much. Does everyone know what was happening and you were made an example of? Sort of. So at the time that I got done, they had a massive crackdown on drugs in Townsville. Um, And so the week before I got done, there was like five people in my unit got done as well. And then they went off like text messages off their phones and then the cops raided a bunch of houses and got more phones and did people for text messages. And So like... um, Did you go to jail? uh, No, not... well. Depends how good your lawyer is. <laughs> so, like, but did you go? No, no, I didn't go to jail. Okay, no. fuck, you could have um, though. That could have that could have gone gotten. It could have easily gone a lot worse than it did. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So, on like, if you'd been like, selling MDMA, you'd be fucked. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, like, for them, for I mean, them, if you were selling a lot. Sorry, if you were selling. A lot. <laughs> so for them, like, selling MDMA to like the police is. Um, Someone messages me, one of my mates, hey man, you got any you going out going out this weekend, you got any pills? And I'll be like, oh, no, nah, not going out this weekend. Uh, speak to John. And technically I've supplied him with a means of getting drugs. So that's me. Uh, oh shit. You know what I mean? Damn. And so, yeah, that's the kind of shit I got done for. Um and Damn. yeah, the army just like suspended me, moved me, and then I suspended so I couldn't work, still trying to live in Townsville, and then was like, I need to work. So that's when we moved down. Did you have? Were you, did you know your girl, your current wife? Did you know her at the time? Yeah, yeah, we were together. Yeah. Oh, that's mm-hmm. amazing! What a great so, trip to. What that, that's awesome though that you're still with her. Yeah, and so we um. That's like a how how long ago was that? Oh, a while ago now. I would have been twenty seventeen, sixteen, seventeen. Is it completely gone? It's a lifetime ago. It's like there's nothing. There's no. Yeah, starting to be. Yeah. Yeah, Fuck, that's uh, wow. That's awesome. My wife, I've gone through some shit like that too. That my my wife's seen. Yeah, and so it, yeah, I mean, it brings you closer together as a couple. So yeah, yeah. And uh, and, and was your family cool? Yeah, my, I called, <laughs> I called my dad, um, and he was like, he thought I was calling him to tell him that I was going for uh, like special forces selection, um, which I was actually training for, um, and then I told him that, and he was like, oh. He was almost relieved. Oh, awesome. <laughs> he spent um, the majority of his career within the special forces community, and he was towards the end of like just getting treated like a number and realizing that the army doesn't really care about you. And so he was kind of like, "Oh, well, at least you're out of the army, <laughs> I guess." And my mom was just like, "Hey, you deal with your shit, and cool. If you need any help, let us know." That's it. I think your story is a pretty typical story, not not in terms of the army, but I think that there's like a shitload of us who that happened to. We had some run in with the law. 
fucking changed our path, rattled us. You yeah. know what I mean? Just fucking knocked us off our, 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 the path we were on. When, um, those, when you opened the gym 18 months ago and they told you to close down, did you, did you close down? Did, did you train people illegally? Nah. So we closed the gym because uh-huh. like the fine for getting caught out was like 15 grand or something. Oh shit. Mm. Okay. And like, like I said, everyone kind of follows mainstream media. So if right. people were to see me training. How did be- you survive? How, just on your wife, your wife's? Yeah. Yeah. So we said to the members, we didn't have that many members at the time anyway, but uh, we said something you can't work, whatever. Um, keep paying membership if you can. If you can't, we'll just like don't uh, pay membership. Everyone kept their membership. Um, who can pay can pay. Whoever can't, can't. And majority of people kept paying membership. Then like wow. You couldn't afford it. Um, and then I offered, so the rules were you could train outside with one other person. Um for like your own training and so i took that as well i can do pts at the park and so i would say hey i'm going to be at the park between this time and this time and we did like half hour slots of one-on-one time pretty much yeah are all the are are, is everything uplifted now in your town are you guys free yeah everything's fine yeah if you if you go out right now um do you see people wearing masks (sighs) every now and again yeah Still in my town, you do. In my town, you still see these knuckleheads. <laughs> a lot so, of them. Yeah. I just <laughs> went to a jiu-jitsu tournament, and there were little kids wearing masks while their parents weren't. They got their fucking six-year-old <laughs> out there fucking fighting with other kids with the mask on. I'm like, <laughs> They're going to get sweat in their shows. You mouth. hate your kid? <laughs> yeah, like, you still see a fair few people with masks on, but not like – you might go to go do groceries, and there's three or four people you see the whole time with masks on. So I just showed mm-hmm. I just showed you the numbers according to Google. It's like deaths are skyrocketing, highest they've ever been during all of COVID, the entire pandemic in Australia. But but th- they're not trying to shut you guys down again. No, they're like, that's it. We're do- we're done. Like, um, if you do a positive test, you have to quarantine for like seven days, and that's it. God, if you test, if you, yeah. dear citizens of planet Earth, do not get tested, you jackasses. <laughs> Anytime so, someone tells me they have COVID, I'm like, how the fuck do you know? <laughs> it's yeah. like, it's like we went to this, we went to this village in Africa. Greg and I were, were, um, he was building some schools, Crossroads was building some schools. And one of the guys there's like, Hey, in that village over there, a dude was killed for being gay. Like they killed him. And Greg's like, just one dude. And they're like, yeah. And Greg's like, that doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> how they know? How yeah. They like, that out? what do you mean? Oh. What do you mean? Like, just one. Like, yeah. That's looking at gay porn. How'd you figure yeah, that out? I, it's like, <laughs> does it add up? He's like, yeah. Holy shit. Um, the so have any of your members uh, gone off and opened other gyms? Too soon. Eighteen months. Too soon. Too soon. What, what do you do when that when that happens? Are you going to be like, oh, good luck, and then go inside and tell your wife, fuck, I hope that guy fucking gets hit by a truck? <laughs> no, I mean, it's going to happen. Um, yeah. People want to do that, sweet, whatever. Hopefully it's not too close to our gym. Do you I get mean, along like, with all the gyms in, in, the, in that 20-minute radius? Yeah. So I coached at uh, like two of them. Um, mm. one of, I coached at CrossFit Maitland, and then um, – their like main coach left and started his own in Cessnock called Rip Training um, or CrossFit Cessnock. And I coached at both of them for a little while. They still talk, whatever. And then I left both of them and made my own. <laughs> so, yeah. That's awesome. 
Is there any, is there anything you'd want to that you'd want to share to the other affiliates out there? Is there? Well, let me ask you this: Did you even follow the drama at, H, at HQ? You kind of haven't been around long enough for too much of it. I mean, you've only been around for three CEOs. <laughs> <laughs> I um, I followed it as like a crossfit, uh-huh. like interested in crossfit, right? Okay. But um, no, like none of that really affects. Us. I don't see it. Um, why do you pay your uh, affiliate uh, fees? Like, uh, do you do it for the same reason Matt Souza does? <laughs> why do I do it? I have no fucking idea. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Neither do I. <laughs> why do you pay your uh, affiliate dues? I'm sorry, sorry. too. I, I, I'm totally yeah. open to you paying them, too. I, I know I'm trying to, I'm, I'm making fun of you guys, but I would only do that because I know Matt also pays them. So I I'm, do. Open, yeah. I'm, I, I'm, I'm okay with you paying them. At so, least to your face until I go talk to my wife. If you if you were to open a gym mm-hmm. and you're running, you're doing Murph and you're doing hero workouts and you're doing this, you're doing that. Do you think you would pay? You're you're using the you're using the level one methodology. Yeah, like when people, I, I wasn't CrossFit at first because I needed to save up to pay the affiliate fee, right? I was functional fitness, whatever. And people come in, they're like, "Oh, so what's the kind of training I'm like?" I'm like, "Have." You heard of CrossFit? Well, right. Very similar to that, you know. <laughs> I would tell you like, that, but I have no integrity, and I'm not willing to pay the money to say it. <laughs> yeah, it's like, and you and you're yeah. like, fuck that, I'm not doing that. It's Elizabeth on the board, technically yeah. a CrossFit workout. Don't tell yeah. anyone. Mm-hmm. But it's like, but the goal was to always become an affiliate. But you, it'd just feel wrong if you didn't, you know. Like you're using my whole philosophy on training is based around CrossFit, and it's. it's it's like saying yeah. you're 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 a Christian you you're a Christian church, and then people come in there and you and you have like the fucking Quran in there. You start teaching them the Quran, so it's like the old bait and switch. Uh, I came in here for Christianity. No, no, the Quran. It is Christianity. Pronounced Allah. It, yeah, you, you you are loyal to the uh, to that message. You, you feel some sort of obligation, unspoken yeah. obligation. That's it. Exactly. What, but, but how about the brand value? How about the fact that you can, how about just not the fact that you can, some people will say, well, when I tell them that it's CrossFit, it scares them away. But, but, but how about the, is it the opposite for you that you say it and you say it with pride and you're like, Hey dude, this is the shit. You can wear a CrossFit shirt and you'll, you'll have a Fran time and everything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's how. Yeah. Um, and then like people, the general public don't know what's going on with HQ. Right. Like, yeah. Could HQ do more to? Could they do more, like produce more media and drive more people into affiliates and all the rest? Yeah, they could do that. But at the end of the day, people don't know that the CrossFit hierarchy are retarded. You know, they right. just see CrossFit. They, they hey, it's my job to tell them that. Hey, Julie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't worry. We'll anyway. inform them. Yeah. Like yeah. half the time, I have to explain to people what CrossFit is. Yeah. So they're not going like, oh, is that the company that's had three CEOs and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> right. you, you know what is really to say something really positive is you, you know when you have a pair of pants that are too tight and you just don't throw them out? 
and, and I have pants like that. They're like been in my drawer for 10 years. And like every once in a while, like I'll clean out the drawer and there's like dust bunnies all over it. That's how long they, you know what a dust bunny is? Just like yeah. those th- things, cobwebby yeah. things. And, and, and I, I'm like, dude, really? I still have, I'm never, I'm never going to be a 29 inch waist again. Like what am I never was a 29 inch waist. Like just because these are $800 pair of pants that I fucking happen to have, oh, I'm never going to fuck like, just throw these away. Give them to someone. Poshmark. You know what I mean? Poshmark. Uh, HQ isn't doing that. They're, 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 they're looking for the, they, they, I might not agree with the path they're on, but they're, they're not, they're not settling. You know what I mean? They're like, nope, these don't fit. Nope, these don't fit. No, and and you know, I'm over here being like, I got all the fucking answers. But <laughs> but whether that's true or not, it, it is true. impressive that they um thank you. It is impressive that they're that they're not holding on to those things. They are they are they are looking. Someone someone invested a shitload of money in this. Some people think that it the people who bought it did it so that it would go away, but um the thing was sinking and, and it looks like they're making an effort to save it. So, I mean, I mean, it's good that they're not doing the dumb shit, saving an old pair of pants that are never going to fit them. They're throwing that shit out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like you've talked about before, right? They, the people who bought it, whoever they are, big investors, they thought buy this company, do the cookie cutter model for how to grow a company. And then cool. We're done. We can, I don't know, whatever they want to do, make money from it, right. sell it again, whatever. Take, take it public, uh, take it public and fucking, yeah. that, I mean, that's obviously the goal to soul cycle the fuck out of it. But they're realizing, well, the cookie cutter didn't work. Shit. Okay. Well, let's let's start to uh, freehand cut some cookies here and figure out how we can get this to work. And like, it's capitalism, right? If it's, if it's not making money, and their idea of what's going to work isn't making money, they're going to change it. And mm-hmm. it looks like they're doing that now. And hopefully, they come back around, go full circle, and end up going like, oh, okay. Well, when was it working? These years. Okay, well, who was in charge in these years? How what did, did we they do? Back? Or how do we, how do we, emu- or just copy that? them? Yeah, emulate, yes. Yeah. yeah. And so I think that's starting to happen. I hope. Yeah. Showing signs it, of it. it. It is, it is impressive. It is impressive. Uh, I am super impressed with anyone who has, um, who has stayed on the bull for more than seven seconds. I, I remember thinking I remember uh when Eric Rosa came on, there was a there was this thread going around that I happened to see. I wasn't part of it, but I saw a snapshot out of it. It wasn't from my department, it was from another department. And the people's goals before the goal was is like spread the message of the world's most vexing problem. And then the goal became, hey, can you out can any of us outlast Eric Rosa? Like that became the, like an employee goal there, and like that, and that and that was like wow, like that's Damn. not a that's not a. Uh, but I, I I think now I kind of respect that goal because those people are put under who work there who've been there since Greg was there are now put under an enormous amount of stress and they're surviving and they're and they're 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 staying on the um on the bull. It's like uh, that um, what's that called? resilience yeah but i was gonna make some dirty joke <laughs> it's like uh you know there's like the rusty trombone the dirty son sanchez there's another one that's like called the bull rider or something and it's you're having Andy sex with your you're having sex with your wife and you yell out her sister's name and see if you can stay in her for another seven seconds or something it's like called like the bull rider it's like that those people have stayed are staying on the bull sorry i don't know why my brain goes there it's <laughs> It, it it's, it's broken. It's broken. 
But well, before I forget, yes, um, your three <laughs> <laughs> good segue. Thank you for saving me. You're hired. <laughs> your um, your three plane brother stuff. I had it in my notes to say to bring that up and be like, what's going on with it? Like, get back on that train. Um, so, so but like, obviously, someone's told you that, and you're starting to do that. That's awesome. Yes, awesome. <laughs> Thank you. I need that too. That you're that's the you're the universe uh, uh, speaking to me. Yes, I basically told myself now every day I'm gonna make every day I'm gonna make two videos and I'm gonna try to keep them under a minute and I'm gonna put them up to this what I call this um, uh, capable child consulting. And I'm just going to upload them to YouTube and everything that I see, everything that I do, I'm just going to start doing two of those videos every single day. And then I'm going to start spreading them out over, over all my Instagram accounts. And I'm just going to push that. And it's just like, and the reason why I look like fucking like a mobster in all of them is because I usually come up with the shit <laughs> after I worked out. So my hair's all fucking wet. Like, yeah, I was going to say like, just those, that's a perfect um, way of doing it. I reckon like just little snippets of, I don't know wisdom you could say someone argue with that uh, that word but um yeah um, well, just just practical so like, advice like today i made one that, it's like hey you got to plant a fruit tree every year with your yeah, kids like, you got the it the thing that makes me say that is um when you've talked about not taking the opportunity away from your kid like if they fall down give them the opportunity to get back up right and so from when archie was born like the first time he rolled over he rolled over and his arm was stuck underneath it and everything in you was like oh just go and like pull his arm out so he's having some happy um tummy time but i'd be like let's just see what happens and he would struggle and struggle and struggle and then eventually his arm comes in and it's like sweet like he's learned how to pull his arm out from underneath him you know um, in a safe environment where you did what you were supposed to do you're there in case he fuck it gets in a bad position then yeah. you come and pull it out or if the dog runs in the room right you're like all right enough of this bullshit i gotta get him off the ground yeah yeah you just have to yeah, yeah. and so like those little bits of like oh fuck that's a good idea and then that has like impacted like Archie's life a lot, just having that patience to step back and be like, like he rolled over and pulled a blanket on top of his face. And like the first thing, like you hear that's like a pretty dangerous thing, right? For babies, especially if you're like co-sleeping and stuff. And um, my wife was like, oh shit, get that, get that off his face. I'm like, eh, he can breathe. Like, see what happens. And he just starts struggling and struggling. Yeah. And then he's had enough and he stops. And I like got in a position where he could see me from under the blanket and he just looks at me and he's like, and then he struggles and struggles, and then eventually he gets the blanket off him. And I'm like, hey, if that happens when we're not here, I got faith that he might be able to get out of it now, you know? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I was just like, keep doing that shit. Dude, I love it. that. Hey, and you know what else that is for you? That's um, that's uh, meditation. Mm-hmm. So now you saw that's a thought, true. and you didn't react to it, and you became conscious. Because you wanted to take the blanket off him too, right? Mm. But something catches you, and you're like, what are my other options? And now you're like a conscious being. Yeah. You're no longer a fly buzzing from one pile of shit to another. You're, you, you've, you're now, you're not, a, you're now not just avoiding your own personal discomfort. You're doing some, a selfless act. I'm now a warrior and a guardian of a child to allow a child to grow in a safe space. It's, fu- ooh, it's fucking dope. Thanks for sharing that. That makes me happy. I yeah, need to cool. hear, I need to hear that because um, I need, I need to hear that. It's good. Yeah, like the, one of your first videos on this new page when you said like um, you don't care about what they're actually doing but the instructor that's teaching them. I was like, I've never thought of that. <laughs> You're like, oh, I wanted to do jujitsu. Put him in jujitsu and just like step back and, yeah, their teacher will do their thing. But, shit, maybe I should get to know what that teacher's like first mm-hmm. and then 
either keep them there or change their structure or whatever. You know, I just would never have thought of that before. So, yeah. What's interesting, you can, and that being said, I, I have taken the stab and just put them in classes. Like his tennis class, I didn't know his instructor. I only put him in. Te- I didn't even fucking like tennis, but I put him in tennis because they didn't uh, they didn't enforce masks. It was yeah. the only thing I could find. And and lo and behold, his instructor is a savage. Like mm-hmm. he's just he, he's just it's. I mean, he, and now anywhere I take my kid, people watch him play tennis. Like I just took him yesterday to a public park to play tennis, and the people gather around like they never seen a seven year old play like this even though they all play like that in Japan, but, but this is a, a, a Jew in, in Santa Cruz. So, <laughs> well, thank you for sharing that. That's awesome. Hey, um, am I allowed to text you? Like, what's the deal? Does that cost you money? If I text you, are you on an Android? Why are you on an Android? Why not? Okay. Fair. Um, uh, yeah, you can text me. I don't, I, it'll be like, I don't know. I don't know. There's probably a fee. I don't know. Is it do you do you do you do Australians WhatsApp? Is that what you guys do? I don't. Lots of people do, but I, I don't. I normally like Facebook message or yeah. Or text messages. How do you communicate? How did you communicate with them, Sousa? Just text. You did? did yeah. When he texts you, is that like 35 cents for every text or anything crazy like that? Not on my end. No, hopefully it's not on yours, Jake. Yeah, but <laughs> I, I do, I apologize. The phone plans are pretty good these days, Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no extra cost. Show on your right. ACM. Okay. Well, so so okay because I it's for some reason Europeans just don't want to. Uh, they don't want to text. They want to WhatsApp. Yeah, they usually do. Yeah, but he's in Australia. Most of our Australians have texted though. They have okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I would say I would say majority of them have. It's a European oh, another, to WhatsApp. Another story I think you might enjoy. Um, Please. I'm about noticed- to get off too. You, this better yeah. be fucking good. <laughs> this is good. You like this? I've noticed you've asked a lot of um, other like affiliate owners about uh, like their upbringing. Like, what did your parents do? Were they active? My parents are obviously very active. Dad, special forces type military, and my mom was like a triathlete. I I was actually my mom went into labor with me while she was in the gym, so she was doing a pump class with my dad, and she was like, "Oh, I'm not feeling too good. I might just like sit out." goes downstairs, starts to shower and change, and then fully starts going into labour, is on the ground, can't stand up, is calling out for help um, because she's like, yeah, in labour. And my dad's just upstairs finishing the pump class, like, oh, I'll just finish it off. (laughs) Hey, what year was that? Uh, 92. Think about how advanced that was. Now in the CrossFit era, you see all sorts of pregnant women just fucking getting it. But ninety two, there like people must have thought your mom was batshit crazy. <laughs> Probably. And and your parents did pump class together. Yeah. Wow, that's, that's awesome. My mom would go and um do triathlons, and the um the army guys would be doing triathlons, and my mom would be like right behind the, the lead pack of like mainly SF guys doing their running and biking. My dad would look back and be like, "Who's this bitch keeping up with us?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Who is and it was your mom. Led to another. And there's and there's two of you, you and your brother. Uh, there's um, I got five brothers and five sisters, but that's uh, very blended family. But like, how, how many? Did, how many did your mom have? My mom had four. Wow. Uh, wow. My dad's fathered five, <clears throat> and then there's a couple of step and half and uh, like adopted thrown in there. Your parents adopted kids too? 
Oh, well, they fostered kids um, and then they got an 18-year order and then they ended up getting them like as close to adoption as you can. Like they have our last name and everything. But but, and but they grew up in your they grew up in your house. We got them like straight out of the womb. It was like this crackhead's having a baby. Do you want it? Pretty Holy oh, wow. shit! Holy yeah. shit! And their How brother, were you and well. your parents we got, adopted? We got, one, we got one when she was a few months old, and then we got her brother, um, like straight out of the womb. Oh shit! Now your your whole picture is like getting colored in now. Now I'm understanding more about you. Uh, how old were you when they when they brought home the first baby? Uh, early teens, 14, 14. Oh, wow. Were you raised religious? Not really, no. No. Well, my mom and dad, my biological mom and dad divorced when I was like two. And then my mom remarried. He already had two kids. So there was me and my brother, his two kids. Then they had two kids together. And then meanwhile, my dad had two kids with his next wife and then another kid with his wife after that. And then my mom, my biological mom and stepdad, I called him my dad, like he was my dad since I was two. Um, they fostered. Why they did your dad? Did your dad leave the scene? Uh no. So, oh, like my biological dad. Yeah. Oh, he was still. He still. He was still like um, in defense. So he just goes where defense sends him. Um, and then my mom moved back to Perth because she was from Perth. Met my dad, my stepdad. Is it? Is it? I, I... How, what's your dad say about you calling this other dude dad? Never talked to him about it. <laughs> no, he's so he's just cool with it. He's pretty cool with it, yeah. Like I'll go back, would fly. Over you call your dad dad? Do you call your your biological dad dad? Yeah, yeah. Cool about that. I've just got two dads. It's just how I've grown up. Yeah, and then yeah, my yeah. brothers and what's sisters. normal for kids is normal for kids. Like if your parents beat you, you just think it's normal. Mm-hmm. Kids, and then are like cool like, up, kids are cool like that until until until, <laughs> until, you, they're, until, they're, yeah. old, until they're older. <laughs> and like having so many brothers and sisters from like half and step and from so early on, when the foster kids come, it's like, yes, yeah, sweet, another brother and sister. Like they're just part of the family, you know. Like, yeah, dude, that's fucking intense. It's it's weird. I didn't understand foster parenting, and every year I get closer to the grave, I understand it more and more. I understand it now after having a kid and especially watching my wife be like i don't want to have another kid yet because it might be our last and i don't want to not be Mm. pregnant again i'm not having a baby again we'll probably have a few more too but i can see getting into like later years your kids are leaving home and it's like i want that baby experience or that baby like connection again right i can understand it from that point of view you do you do how old's archie seven months um uh and do you guys just not practice – if she gets pregnant, she gets pregnant? Are you guys just like off birth control, just rolling, rolling the dice all the time? Yeah, we're not We're not trying, but we're not actively not trying, so. Yeah. Is that – is your first one planned? Oh, it was the same sort of approach. So we, we were planning on doing like a, a world trip, like pack everything into one backpack and travel the world. And then yeah, with no, with no condoms. <laughs> Yeah. And then, and then COVID happened. It's just it one like, backpack, just clean underwear. <laughs> yeah, COVID happened. It was like shit. Well, we can't travel now. And then it was like, well, let's just. I'm getting towards thirty. Rach wanted kids before she was thirty. She's like twenty eight now, um, or younger, twenty seven. And so, yeah, it was like let's just if it happens, it happens, and then it happens. So, how close do your parents live to you? 
Uh, so my parents live a long way away. My parents live, my mum lives in Perth, which is like the opposite side of Australia. Australia's mm. big. <laughs> and, and how about her parents? Her parents live about a five-minute drive, if that. Yeah, they live very close. So we, when I got out of the army. Do you like them? Do you like them? Yeah, yeah, they're good. They're good. Well, I did my apprenticeship with her dad for four years. Oh, that's right. That's right. He doesn't hate you because you, uh, where's Perth? Oh, shit. Where's Perth? See, see Adelaide? My brother lives in Adelaide. And if you keep going, keep going, keep going. Oh, shit. Keep going. Oh, this is fucked. There it is. Oh, oh literally my. on the opposite oh end. Oh my god! Literally as far away. As yeah. Hey, that's two, that's a bunch of time zones away. Oh yeah. I think they're like two hours behind us or three hours behind us. Oh wow. At least it's a straight line for an airplane. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> um. So so you have her parents to help you and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they live just down the road and like yeah. It's lucky that we got her parents like. I don't know how people do it without any family around. Like, what a weird country uh, this is. <laughs> is. Is Australia considered an island? I think so. And that's a country down there too, Tasmania. They got their own that's, shit going on? No, that's part of Australia. Oh. It's one of our states. And uh, that whole middle part, that whole brown part, or tan yeah, part, there's just there. no one lives there? Oh, very few people. You might have heard of like um, Uluru or like Ayers Rock, you know, that big red rock that sticks out of the earth. You may have seen that. When people think of Australia, they think of that. It's like a touristy mm-hmm. place. That's why, can't people, why can't people live here at Lake McKay? Because that wouldn't be like um, like a lake like you guys have. Like your inland lakes are like legitimate Ooh. lakes. That would be more than likely just not just, that. Plus just, around it is just desert and yeah, so that's just is that just salt is that like just six inches deep and just full of salt i don't know I'm not sure but there's if you look there's nothing that feeds that right so your lakes are all fed from like snow melting higher up yeah it just like happens to be there you know it's not like constant being fed from fresh a, ge- a geology and geography lesson <laughs> by jake singleton did i say your last name right singleton yeah, that's right also not a doctor, so that could be wrong. Okay. Understood. Yeah. What about yeah, this top part? What about this top part here, Darwin? Like, do, yeah. what do you guys do when you graduate? Does anyone do Is any like from high school? Is anyone okay? Let's get a car and just search out the weirdest spots yeah, in Australia. Heaps of people do that. Like, trips around Australia. It's mostly retirees, like, get a caravan and drive around Australia for 10 years until they die. <laughs> dude look there's no roads in here look at this look at this city no, here there's nothing. There's nothing. Jigalong. look at Jigalong. you can't even drive there there's you see this Jigalong. what the fuck yeah. hey do you, do you have states that are like where like your gambling is and like in like no, prostitution is legal and all that stuff like we have like do you have like a nevada no. everything's no. everything's pretty much the same gambling's legal everywhere um I think prostitution is legal. Hey, that's a great answer to the prostitution. I think prostitution is legal. That's a great <laughs> I like that answer. It's a great answer. Like, legal example, enough. A big difference is in Perth or Western Australia, you can't have like pokey machines in just normal pubs, right? Like you have to go to the casino to gamble. But in This is a pokey like, machine, this one? The one yeah, on well, okay. like, it's, Again, come on. 
2022 Savant. You just slap it on that. Pokey machine. <laughs> yeah, he did the full. Oh, that's, you're right. that's right. Oh, yeah. shit. Wow. Wow. And, but in on the Eastern States, they're like everywhere. Like you go to a pub and there's a Pokey's room. And like, like I don't get gambling at all. But you see people, I see people go in there and just feed at $50 notes and then just sit there like. Wow. And then they always, they, everyone has that story of like, oh, fucking Jono won 10 grand the other day. Right, like, Jono, yeah. Jono. Do you know we don't have? Do you have a lot of Jonos over there? Everyone's name could be like be finished with an O. Oh, because like, we don't have any Jonos. But I just picture yeah. Australia being so. You could be Jaco. Uh, probably not. But Singo, like everyone calls me Singo from the army. How about Ricky uh, Gerard? What would you call him? Would you call him Rico? Probably or, not. How about his brother Ricky's Benno? Sure, your Ricky. story. I'm punching. I'm fucking your story up. How Benno. about Benno? Benno, Benny O, Benny O, Matto. Yeah, I'll call someone Benno. Yeah, Matteo. Oh, okay, Matty-o. I got a cousin named Ben. I called him Benno. <laughs> and Jigalong has three hundred and thirty-three people that live in it. <laughs> wow, are you fucking kidding me? No. Hey, hey, how do you get there? What did you, did you pull up their wiki page? I uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be like dirt road in. That's it. Man, <laughs> is that photos of that town? Yeah, it's remote, remote part of it. Pretty funny, dude. It's forty-seven percent, forty-six percent male, fifty-three percent female. That's awesome. I wonder what the oh, it's it's three hundred Aboriginal people. Only thirty-three people moved there. There you go, Bruce. Don't like, don't let Sevon. What are you guys talking about? Let me see what you guys are trying. They probably saved their lives. Kudos to good foster parents, and there are a lot of bad ones that. Do it for government check. Nah, I don't. That's got to be a rumor. No, no it's some bad foster parents, eh? Yeah, but you know, you think anyone really just takes it for the? I could see like you get a kid and you just turn out to be an asshole. Like I have that's my like, days where I'm an asshole, but I can't see taking a kid just for a check. It's like not that much busy. money. What's the other explanation? Like you hear about these bad foster parents. Like my my parents being foster parents, they get uh, respite care. So when a foster parent needs a break, they can give their kid to another foster family, like for respite. It's called right. And you just hear some like pretty horrific stories about foster parents, and it's like, sounds like you don't even like kids. Like, right, right. Why are you doing this? The only explanation I can think of is like financial, like, mm-hmm. like, like beating them, them, locking them up, shit like that. Yeah, like more abuse than they probably would face not in foster care, right? Which is fucked up. But I mean, obviously not all like that. But you hear some pretty bad stories. That's that's a good note to end this on. <laughs> I, I I appreciate uh, talking to you. Uh, cool meeting you. Technology is fucking amazing. What yeah. a cool what a cool thing. Um, stay in touch. Yeah, my phone number. Text me anytime. You know, I can't see the I can't see the group thread that you and Matt are on. So if you ever want to text me and I don't respond, just start a new thread. Or just text you directly because for some reason the group that I did when you responded it bounced someone out of it. Yeah, somehow it's an Android thing. I think it is because you're on Android. (laughs) A lot of recruitment. Thank you very much. Um, And thanks for letting us push the show an hour. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Yep. And uh, talk to you you again sometime in this life. Sounds good. All right, brother. Thank you, Jake. Thanks, Jake. Yeah. Appreciate you, bro. cool dude yeah he was that was fun he did his research too like he like 
He was he was prepped. Oh, with the kid stuff? Just all of it. Yeah, oh. he was like, when you normally ask this on the show, oh, oh, this. Oh. like he like he knew, like he he did his homework. He came in, did his homework. I was the least prepared ever for for uh, for. I was pretty unprepared for this podcast. I would I wouldn't say, yep, yeah, yeah, least prepared. Really? Did you do that because you knew I was going to be here as affiliate talk, and at any point in time you could just be like get in the weeds? <laughs> well, there's this. I, I kind of I like these shows because I can. Um, there's so much meat on the bone. Like you, yeah. like I got to know everything. I got to know yeah. everything. Mm-hmm. I probably. I mean, I, I prep some. And, and this guy's in the middle of nowhere. I couldn't even find his. I couldn't find. I should have asked him. I couldn't find his affiliates Instagram. It's the. He even had it as his handle. Oh, well, I fucked that up. Well, I went to his website, and there was an Instagram button there. And the link was broken. Yeah, show me. I don't think you actually found it. I don't believe you. Um, hold on. No, look at I'm on his. Oh, he had it as handle on uh, the show. On his name. Oh, yeah, you're right. Okay, but look um, at if you go to his Instagram, um, he doesn't have it as a link. Look, it was the first one that popped up. One five CrossFit one five. Oh shit! You're fucking me up. CrossFit one. Oh, you, you follow it. Oh, I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> God, I suck. And I think he has uh, Lisa right there on the front. Damn, we should, I should have pulled it up and asked him. And he's got a good Glassman code on there. Our, under, our understanding is that the needs of Olympic athletes and our grandparents differ by degree and not kind. Greg Glassman, founder of Cross, CrossFit. Uh, Jake Singleton goes on to write, this quote from 2002 stands true today. Lisa is performing a heavy clean and jerk here, just like you see at Olympics. She's doing this because she knows this will carry over into every every, into everyday life. Oh, I just had a minor stroke. Lifting a heavy object to place on a high shelf, the benefits of this type of training are limitless. That's cool. Looks like a clean gym. Yep. Definitely. He was raised. He was raised in a caring home. Yeah, for sure. With the amount that I pay in rent, I always make the joke with Grace that we should just move into like a mansion out here and just run the classes in our backyard. <laughs> when people show up, we're like, "Oh yeah, this is our new location. This is the way yes. we run shit now." <laughs> Someone, I like how you establish a timeline during these types of podcasts helps create a story. Oh, like of their life. Yeah, I know cool. this. This one, I. I I was kind of trying something new. I, I didn't want to like just start at the beginning. Thanks, Bruce. Just did my hundred burpees. Damn. <laughs> One of my two of my firefighters at Hayward fired did a thousand burpees the other day. Wow. Do, what do you say when someone does that? Do you tell them that you don't like that you probably shouldn't do that? You're gonna hurt yourself, or you're like, "Atta boy." The first question is, is, I was like, "Did you actually really do a thousand? How long did it take you?" And. And what, what? he was like two hours and 38 minutes. And oh said, my God. And then I said, what was your strategy? Because instantly, like, I don't know. I always just, I'm way more curious about that side of it. Like how they broke that into small parts or anything like that. And then this one is also a friend of mine. I've known him since uh, high school. So then afterwards I was like, dude, you're an idiot. That's so excessive. And he was like, yeah, we did it for the point of it being uh, excessive. We just wanted a really good challenge, and the guy what? he did it with, this dude Ben Crew, is just a savage too. It's like hundred mile, hundred mile runner and stuff like that. So, just in a what is, what is six a minute is still almost three hours of burpees. 
right? Yeah, three, he did. That's three hundred. Yeah, they did ten a minute on the minute, and you'll like this one because this is your go-to, like you know, traveling workout. Ten burpees on the minute, uh, every minute, and they did that for the first five hundred. Holy shit! But every hundred, so every ten minutes, they would take one full minute off, and then after the five hundred burpees, they went to seven on the minute, every minute, and then started taking two minutes off. Oh man, I wish you wouldn't have told me that. Yeah, and so I think if you do it for it makes me want to try it. That is crazy. Seven of them on the minute for um like 143 minutes gets you a thousand and one something like that. Hey, dude, there. I wonder how their hips feel are gonna feel. Oh, the they were tor- He he was torched. His midline and his hip flexors. Yeah, and his, and he said even too. He was like, my chest was just blown out just from the repetition of like. But the, these do, the, especially these two that did it, they're just. How old are they? Uh, ben is probably like 37. Andrew's same age as a year older. So he's 35. You know what's crazy is I'm really flexible. And even as I'm getting older, like just like walking, like I walked a lot when I was in Newport and I'll notice I'll just get tight from walking mm-hmm. or even, uh, even how I, how I did bench press today. And even on the bench, how I straddle the bench has gotten narrower. I don't really mm. like it. Yeah. You gotta work that stretching. I need to too. I've been bad about it lately and I did. I could ride on the back good. of an elephant still. I've never seen an elephant in person. So I wouldn't know. Like if you can't get your legs open wide like this, you can't ride it. It'll just fucking rip you open at the <laughs> balls. At that, the scene. that would probably be me. <laughs> I have to say, oh, those two guys at the Hayward Fire Station. By the way, most of those dudes at the Hayward Fire Station are just savages. But you know, um, um, Jeff Leonard, he won the 2009 Snatch event. He's there in the 2009 games, and he won a uh, fittest firefighter two yeah. or three years in a row. Yeah, he's still he's still a firefighter. Yeah, yeah, he's still in great great shape too. I just requested a review for this show. We got already got flagged because of our COVID talk. Oh. Uh, Hey, I went I, I went kind of crazy on uh inviting some guests. There's a couple like out there people to where if they respond and say yes, I still have to like <laughs> run by you. Oh who? Tell me who. Let's let's so go. there's this one dude named Opto who um he goes up and I, he recently just came on my like explore page, he pops up, but he goes to the hood, like into the ghetto, and then we'll just walk by and like stare these dudes down. Or he'll come up and he'll be like, You trying to get jacked? And then they're like what and it's yeah. like it gets intense like he's had multiple guns pulled on him and in one of his recent videos he got he got popped in the face pretty good yeah, and so yeah it's just i like, like it I it's like just it. a bunch I of like weird it. pranks that he does but he does it in like areas that no and he goes up to people that nobody would ever mess with so it was him and then i reached out to a couple more of the uh, b-team jujitsu guys oh good oh you know who we he's need the um... owner of aac or the adcc oh uh mo, mo. Mm-hmm. oh i his shit's private yeah, but on the eighty, uh, the ADCC Instagram, they have contact information there. And same, Craig Jones had his looked like his phone number listed on there. So I just shot him oh. all text. I, I wonder if Flow. I wonder if that Flow organization would want to work with us at all. I think, dude. They, they, they there's this video. There's this video that they fucking made that I watched today. That's so fucking good, and it only has six thousand views. It's um, it's Gordon Ryan versus. Uh, the preview i think it just came out right yeah no 
Because usually anything with Gordon Ryan gets a lot of views because he Gordon he Ryan versus um uh what's that guy's name? Galonzo? Galazzo? Yeah. I think that was a recent one that just came out. But they've been kind of hyping that a little bit. I also went on Flow and looked up like the main players in the Flow grappling and tried to see if any of them were on Instagram and stuff to have those conversations or see if we could invite a few of them, like some of the, you know, the CEO or something like that on the show. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That That's all good. I'm down with all that. Oh, here it is. Look it. Oh, you're right. It's only been up for five hours. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because he's hey, Gordon Ryan. Do you want to know what something? Do you want to know what something? So, so, so I'm going to show you guys this video here really quick. Um, I think I forgot we were still on for a second there. Uh, so I don't know how to just go to the thumbnail, but it's called the Ultimate Gordon Ryan versus Andre Gal Galvo Gal Galva Galvo. The Ultimate Gordon Ryan versus Andre Galvo preview, and it says Flow Grappling says 19,000 views, five hours. It's it's the build up to the fight this weekend, and mm -hmm. it's so it's so worth um, watching. Both of these guys basically say that they're capable of doing anything. Mm -hmm. Like not only are they not only are they the two best jujitsu guys in the world, but they're capable of like anything. Like they, I, we we could be the best guys to solve the Rubik's cube, build a treehouse, invent a a new fucking element on the periodic table. Their confidence is like out of fucking control mm -hmm. but in this video it shows the build-up to the fight and the history of their relationship and in there was a moment uh this guy gordon ryan slaps this dude one time did you ever oh, see that video backstage yes After, yes i have and and in this flow grappling documentary they don't show gordon slap this dude interesting they 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 you deal. hear him talking about it in the background yeah but right when he goes to slap him or just prior to slapping they fade the screen to black and they don't talk about it explicitly and they don't show it explicitly and i wonder it like that had to be some sort of choice of course i wonder if but there's some legality to it or something but what sucks is they they need to show that because that builds the hype that's why you want to see this this dude this dude, Gordon Ryan, basically how it went down is this dude, Gordon Ryan, was like having fun talking shit on the internet, right? And just in, and having fun talking shit on social media, building hype. This other guy fucking got started getting pissed and confronted Gordon in person and pushed him. And then Gordon just slapped him across the face. And it, it was it was a pretty crazy slap. It was like a bitch slap. Yeah. And this dude didn't do anything back. He just said, dude, what the fuck? And, and, they, and he followed him around for a little while. Mm -hmm. And the cameras caught the whole thing. But, uh... I don't know why they omitted it from the documentary. Let me see if I can. I wonder if they, if they did oh, that. No, it's not this video. It's this. I wonder if they did. Oh, there, there you go. I wonder if they did that for some sort of like legal reason for it or something like that. It was weird. It's it, uh, it, it was weird. I mean, it was so trippy that they. Did. Oh, is that it? Oh, that was probably it. Cause it looked like it was backstage right there. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So here it is. He he's, he's follow he's following. The, okay. So, so this is the guy he's on his cell phone. That's the, uh, Andre Galvo guy, right? He's on I, his cell phone backstage. I and think then Gordon, so. And then Gordon Ryan's there on the left. You see, see on the left there. Shirtless dude, right? Yeah. Shirtless. Yep. And then they have this exchange here 
Oh, they cut it. And Gordon Ryan's narrating it. And then look, then they just show black screen. They don't show you the slap. And uh, it's weird. It's weird. And then, and then they show go to the back and turn into a fucking like crazy heat. Interesting. Exchange. Wait, is that? Oh, look, is he ripping on? Is that a Fauci shirt with a mask on? What's he wearing? No, this was all before that. Oh, this was before that. 2019. Yeah. Look at John Danaher right there. <laughs> right there. <laughs> look at him. Oh, uh, with his with his gray hat on, the gray beanie and the fanny pack, just cool as a cucumber. He used to yeah. be a bouncer, though. Yeah, and like a pretty like his shoulders boat. are pretty. He, he needs to see. Yeah, he's he's all messed up. Yes. Yeah. His shoulders back. <sighs> anyway, I I don't understand that. I, I would I would I don't know how I would work with Flo. They could just start pu- pushing guys to me to interview and. They could run my interviews, I guess. I guess that would help my my channel. But honestly, I would love to go to an event and kind of do what we do at the games with some of their guys there. Oh shit, that would be awesome. I think yeah. they have their own. Well, if their own guys wouldn't be threatened by it, it would be cool. Um, yeah, like if they just welcomed us and we just kind of did our thing. I mean, honestly, I think they'd be stoked about it because they'd be like, "Hey, there's some out like outside independent media here." Because before we would have hated we would have hated, hated you if you came to CrossFit. Yeah, but that was different. Okay. You guys were a hard nut to crack. How about how about these fucking guys are gonna fight? Oh, I'm not sharing my screen anymore. How about this? This is crazy. I don't know why the show should be over. I got shit to do. <laughs> we're just hanging mom. out now. How about this fight? Jake Paul and uh Is that Anderson Silva? Yeah, they're gonna fight next at the end of the month. No. Fuck Anderson needs a paycheck. Dude, I I you know first off the the Paul brothers are just genius marketers, so I don't hate on them for that, but I mean, why are you just constantly finding guys well past their prime that haven't worked? You know, it would be me like like uh, finding some, you know, competitor in 2007 that we know hasn't worked out in forever. And I'm like, you want to do a one-on-one workout together? And I've been training oh. my ass off for the last oh, five wow. years. And I pull up Tanya Wagner and I, you know, challenge her to 30 muscle-ups for time. Yeah, I like, like it. I like it. You're like... Zello ah. games. <laughs> The super fight, Matt Souza versus Tanya Wagner. <laughs> 30 burpee muscle-ups for time. You better pick someone else. Yeah, she'd probably smoke. <laughs> um, I heard that Rich what, Froning's washed up. I'll take him. Yes. What's the... Um, oh, hey, I just saw you called. Oh. Uh, what did I want to tell? I wanted to tell you something. Oh. To talk about the tournament. I, I was just looking at the. Um, did you watch the show last night with Brian? Not the whole thing. So, um, uh, Tony Andrews says, Sevon off of his game tonight. I started getting annoyed of his constant over talking. Fair. Uh, Rich Froning Sr. Brian is on target again about the athlete opportunities for different training camps. Uh, talking about under 25 men and they forgot the champ. Oh, fucking, we didn't mention Madeira's good point. Uh, Stop the video as soon as the caller comes on near the end. Fs, get over the COVID ranting already. Love, Brian. (laughs) Get over the COVID. Um, There was a Canadian caller who called last night who was, uh, was, he was pretty good. Talked about how fucked up everything is. They just had a UFC fighter there die of liver cancer. 
And then someone might, and he's like, Hey, do you think that's related to the vaccine? Yeah, and, I saw this and, part. And honestly, like when he said that, I said, no, but I do know, I have seen some statistics that showing that the, basically what's going to happen is, is there, it's going to get spread to basically everyone's immune system who got the vaccine is fucked. And we're going to see climbing numbers everywhere across the board, everywhere. But I'm like, Hey, what are the, I mean, he's 34 years old, liver cancer, who knows? But dude, I thought that would be ridiculous fucking tinfoil hat shit. Look up statistics for liver cancer. Nobody, nobody fucking dies at 34 of liver cancer. Nobody. Like, it's fucking nuts. It's like for every 100,000 people who die of liver cancer, it's like um, 0.6. It's not even one full one is 34. Yeah. Let alone a fucking. This morning, right? This morning. Was that this morning? Yeah. Yeah, because oh, yeah. I because I saw I saw this part that you're talking about here. Can we get a chapter section? So so I mean I didn't even think about going there, but fuck, I just looked up liver cancer statistics. Man, if you die, there's there's whole age groups where no one dies from liver cancer, like 14 to 18. Just no mm-hmm. one in the United States dies from liver cancer. Mm-hmm. So if you die from liver cancer at 14 to 18, something's wrong. Like you live too close to power lines or something. Who knows? Uh, can we get chapter sections for these long podcasts? Sure, if someone. Well, the problem is, is that Do because them. of the content material inside of it, YouTube won't allow us to generate timestamps automatically how it's done a lot of the time. So we'd have to go in by hand and do that, which makes it a lot tougher, obviously. Yeah, tougher. I do. like. Yeah. Uh, let me know when we're back on topic. It, um, th- Brian said that when I um, I'm such a professional all the time. My God, man, ease up a little. Brian needs to stop being such an adult and laugh at some of the shit. That was yeah. the, uh, when yeah. I when I put. Did you see the humbler? Yeah. Did you see yeah. the humbler? I, I yeah, yeah. He's, I like it though when Brian ignores it. Yeah, because I know he a, owns a humbler. He owns a fucking humbler. <laughs> it's a good. Uh, yeah, it's a good dynamic. But I can see how people. I don't would. even. T- I don't even touch my own balls. Sorry. Go ahead, Susan. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I'm just gonna say it's a good. It's a good dynamic, but yeah, sometimes. Brian seems a little sassy when he's when it gets off topic there. He's seriously, I like it. Uh, I would imagine they had Annie set as a backup. I don't know what that means. Uh, I, I'm only going to read the comments where if you're talking shit to me. When are we seeing Craig Jones on the Uh-oh. podcast? Dude, I would love to have Craig Jones on. Hey, I'm trying. I'm trying. So Dude, the J Rod podcast was insane. The last half hour, J Rod opened up. That was so was good. Was it just me or did he exponentially grow like with the camera from the first time we had him till now? Right. So, well, even the first five minutes of this podcast, when Jason was on, it was fucking weird. Not choppy. because of Jason. Yeah, he yeah. was. He was. No, Jason finished. does great in those shows. Yeah, I, I, I really like Jason's. Uh, I really like Kalipa's input on the jujitsu stuff because he's like the Brian of that world a little bit, right? Yes. Like you yes. have all the baseline, well, but he he's not close knows. to being the Brian of the world. But, but, but he, right, right, it, you know, he fills that role. You get what I'm saying? Yes, he fills that. He role. actually he does jujitsu. Right, right, right. And he's in, well, he's intimate with those competitions and the players does cross and stuff it. like that. Stuff like that. <laughs> you uh, knew what I meant. You knew what I meant. Hey, what did happen? We do need to, um, oh, this Tony is Webster again. This is good. This is good. Brian yelling at Sevon like a disappointed dad. Someone writes, where? Dealing with Sevon is ex- like explaining the cloud to someone at a retirement home. Have you ever tried to explain <laughs> um, cell service? Like I, sometimes I sh- – fuck, I'm in so I don't, trouble. I don't – I try to explain to my mom understand. cell service versus Wi-Fi. Yeah. And holy fuck. 
you understand those things. I don't understand it enough to try to explain it. I understand all that shit. I'm a fucking genius. Sevon's a big picture creative. Everyone knows all the deets should go through Souza, but they're funny when they get it into it for sure. Sevon is big picture creative. Everyone knows all the deets should go through Souza. Who's okay? I don't know. Oh, because the scheduling stuff. Oh. And like the times removed, and then he was like, I was on there, dude. He, I was watching it, and he goes, Oh, yeah. I know. So I'd let him do. Like, I'd let that was fine. He had it. He yeah. I was just like, and I like, pretend you a week ago, and I was like, I didn't know about these shows a week ago. That doesn't make sense. I pretend like I listened to that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Asshole, Sevon. <laughs> oh um, my goodness! I saw Avi. Uh, uh, what did he say the other day? He like gave my mom the Heisman or something. My mom and I were close to each other talking and he walked between us and like gave her a little body contact. Mm. I'm like, I go, what did I say to him? He goes, you just push my mom. He goes, maybe or something. Oh. It's fucking so funny. It was so funny. I go today. <laughs> we were today. We we're at the beach and my mom's carrying, carrying a chair or something. I'm like, Hey, carry that, carry that for, for your grandma. He goes, I'm not carrying stuff for her until she has a cane. <laughs> It's like damn, my oh mom's my like goodness. Damn. Oh. oh boy. The Armani story was hilarious. Yes, I agree. Women like Haley raising good humans are country. Okay, good. I like the Armani story too. <laughs> uh, Those are some right. of my favorite members at the gym. Like a lot of times the uh, women at the gym, especially when I coached all the classes. It's not as much now, um, but they, I would be one of the first people that they would tell majority of the times before their family about their pregnancies. Wow. Yeah. And so it was, um, it was something I kind of took with like a badge of honor a little bit and it would be real early. So they wouldn't, you know, you'd wait that certain period before you start telling everybody and everything else. But I would always get uh, told the first and I would always instantly think like, now I get, I get like a buy one, get one free. Like not only am I helping the health of the individual that's there. But I know that if this mother is exercising and they're eating right throughout the whole entire pregnancy, like I've oh. just, I've just made your kid that much smarter, right? Yeah. Like with our, with, with you staying active and you eating right and you being focused on your movement and your health the whole time through this pregnancy, like it's going to exponentially help the, the child's health and development and all that stuff. Especially when you very first are pregnant and you start eating. Oh, I could have done a cool book reference, but I don't have it on me don't have it on me but it talked about is that you, paper street coffee up there yeah 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 i, I just saw the little, tea and i th- I thought it was a plan b uh I, need, I, need I got like the most recent books that i read up on that show i should shift it and put something here i just haven't yet but anyhow it talked about how nutrition when the baby's first being formed and stuff like that is is massive for different things that will turn on or trigger in the genetics of that baby it's a book that talks yeah. about it. Yeah, I can't. I don't. I don't have it on. I'd have to go over there and look at it. Hiller is so good. Hiller was so good with the kids, man. He was so good. I I told you I really enjoyed my time with him on the the week at the games. Like oh, gen, generally, yeah. like did it. Like when we were like, it was funny. Grace was making fun of us a little bit, and so was Alexis. But when we like left, I was like, because you know he's in Chicago and wow for i saw him in person again so i was like all right man and then she was like oh it's like when you meet a friend at summer camp and you have to leave and like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like us so much you guys spent some quality time together too yeah we did grinded 
He did. And he was picking me up on a, on a Sunday when I was dragging. It was like the last little bit of fuel I had to get me through the finish line. Hey, we're about to go to uh, 19,000 subscribers. Yes. That's cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, tomorrow morning, <clears throat> Castro is doing timestamps. Good. I don't even know how to do timestamps. I wouldn't even know where to start. He's Dude, doing, Brian was sassy this morning. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say he's doing he's doing uh, timestamps because his material is PG. Oh, and, and his um his videos are so short. Uh-huh. Right. Uh okay, we talked to Jake. That was tonight. Then tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. we have uh women top 30 of all time, history mm-hmm. of CrossFit games. And then at 10 a.m. we have Keelan Henry. I think he took 40th of the CrossFit games. He had to pull out. Um Yep, from South Africa. And then uh, Wednesday, we have the greatest racquetball player to ever play yeah. the game. I am so excited to meet him. Kane Wazelinchuk. Like, by far the greatest. Like yeah. not, There's not even, like, a second place. Uh, and then on Thursday, we have Kevin Kessler on. Uh, he's a heart attack survivor. I think he, he his ticker fucking stopped working in a CrossFit gym. Mm-hmm. Um, He's like a judge in L2, I think, too. He's not vaccinated. Uh, and then Friday, it doesn't look like we have a sh- – I don't know what we're doing Friday. I don't know if we're doing a UFC show with the, in regards to the – because it's the Corey Sanhagen fight. It's a pretty weak yeah, card. I, had uh, I do it. like Corey Sanhagen, but it's a pretty weak card. And I don't know what's up with Darian. We should check in with Darian. Yeah. And then the 17th, it looks like on the evening of the 17th, uh, we've moved the Madrid programming show to um, – that's going to be fucking gnarly. I have some strong opinions about that. That's going to be fucking fun. That's with uh, – th- that's the, what we were going off with. That That's the event that had the torque tank as the final movement and the final event. Yeah. I looked up the – I watched a video. You know what's crazy? We were talking about competition, and today a video came up in my YouTube um, – it was Patrick Bet David talking about what is competition. Do you want mm. to be a competitor? Have mm. you seen that? It's five minutes. Yeah. It was a recent one, right? I think so. He's wearing yeah. a red shirt. He looks pretty lean and mean. Yeah. Hey, is Patrick Bet David invested in a in a fitness company called like Is he invested in a fitness company? Not that I know, you know of. Okay. Not that I know of. I think you'd know probably for some reason. I yeah. Think. He's like one of my guys that I follow pretty closely online. I cannot wait to our next live call-in show. Do I have some fucking fun shit to talk about? We might Holy be able to squeeze shit. that in Friday, huh? If there's no UFC show. You see, I blocked it off. It just says not confirmed. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But it also says live call in there. I had to schedule like live call-ins out in the future because there's just so many guests that are just like pouring in and keeping up with everything that if I don't put them in, like there just won't be one for weeks. I appreciate that. Yeah, I, try I to really appreciate in. that. Oh, we got new sponsors, two new sponsors coming on board. Holy mm-hmm. shit. I the numbers are crazy now. Yeah. Cooking with fire. I think I, I um, uh, by the way, the next two uh, the next two events I think that we're going to be covering. I'm not sure what we're doing for the Crash Crucible. I need to figure that out how I can um yeah, they, add value to that for uh and Tyler Watkins had some stuff with that too i'm just gonna be gone and that's what i had told him yeah i, I can I do i can do something with then. hiller and taylor probably up uh, and, and and caleb oh where's caleb tonight sleeping i think yeah i think the mornings work better for him 
And then, um, and then, and then, and then I, it looks like maybe we're going to have a couple people on the ground at Rogue. I I don't know for certain. It's in the works, in the works. And then, uh, Zello Games, I think we'll be doing our first attempt at actually streaming an entire event. Yeah, that's going to be cool. Yeah, which makes me nervous as fuck. Yeah, me too. (laughs) We come full circle, started with the torque tank, ended with the torque tank. All right, yes. Okay, guys, I'll see you tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. Um, with uh, Sassy Brian, Mr. Souza, <laughs> Mr. Souza, thank you. Brian thank was you. Brian. I didn't think Brian was sassy today, by the way. Thank you. But he was fine. <laughs> He's good. 